today on the Game Sports Podcast, powered by 91 Network, features two segments, all hosted by yours truly, David McCaig Jr. Firstly, I will be joined by Alex Parr discussing all things hockey, in particular the Toronto Maple Leafs and live reaction of Morgan Riley's five-game suspension announcement, along with our top five players expected to move at this year's NHL trade deadline, and of course, our redraft segment where Alex and I will go back in time and redraft the top five picks in the 1983 NHL draft. In segment two, known as our In the Pocket segment, I will be joined by the usual football crew in our season finale of In the Pocket to give you our reaction about the Super Bowl and all storylines that came with it. Are you ready for it? Let's go. Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Podcast. This is your host, David McKaig Jr. I am joined by Alex Parr, the one, the only Alex Parr, shooting Parr, ah. if you will, his gamer tag on NHL, that is, and his PS5 username as mm. well, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alex, how's it going, my friend? Good. I like what you did with the intro there. That was that was pretty snazzy. Snazzy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I even, I'm even wore a collared shirt for you today. Wow. You're really you're pulling out all the stops. What's yeah, the occasion? A little extra today. What's the occasion? I have no idea. I have no idea. I figured Dane would be here, but you know what? It's just me and you, and that's, of course, oh, more yes. than enough. No, yes. of course okay. but i thought i would dress a little extra we got an action-packed show as i mentioned at mm-hmm. the, in the opener we got a lot of content that we're diving into here so much content that we had to table some other content such as you know the nba trade deadline and of course we got a lot of sports to get into par all right so i want to make sure that i remind listeners to hit like follow and subscribe and all the platforms of the game sports podcast first all right you got tiktok instagram we got youtube as well that's to 91 n 91 network that's the YouTube channel. We're also on Facebook as well. And you can follow my personal on, on X if you'd like to, and it'll give you links to the Game Sports Podcast. But those are the core four, if you will. And we don't say core four too lightly on the show sometimes without laughing, chirping, or having a good time. That's a good segue to what we're talking about in this first segment. So going to be a lot of hockey discussion. There may be a little, little cherries, a little sprinkles when it comes to something else being thrown in there. But obviously, we have a lot of focus towards the NHL, as I've talked about in the opener and of course all of you who are tuning in on instagram go over to tiktok go to following on instagram i know there's 80 percent of you who are listening to the views and the clips on tiktok and instagram are non-followers of the page so just give us a simple follow simple like it goes a long way for us you're enjoying our content you're getting laughs you're getting chirps why not just hit a follow and always be a part of it we yeah love it. why not get all chirped right. all the time follow yeah it's it's great. We have a good time getting chirped, interaction. Maybe you agree with us. We love that too. We love it all. Alex, I obviously, you know, I, I, the, the cat's out of the bag. Obviously, it's just yourself and me in, in this edition. And it's going to be an action-packed hockey segment here, of course, with some sprinkles and cherries, as I mentioned. But speaking of sprinkles and cherries, you, okay. I don't know if that's a good segue. but Probably not. You were... You were in, you live in Ottawa, uh, mm-hmm. and you watched the Ottawa Senators and the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, mm-hmm. this past weekend. And it's been the talk of the NHL it's world. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's, like, more so wild. than Toronto normally is the center of everything. Like, this is, like, really the center of it. Really, right? And right at this time, and I'm going to fully disclose, obviously we're not live. We do pre-record the show. It's February the 13th, 6.22 p.m. Happy That's birthday, Matt Sundin. 
Love that. That's wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Matt Sundin, the one and only, the legend. Would love mm-hmm. to get him on this pod sometime soon. But at this current time, Toronto is about shortly to puck drop within the next hour, 45 to this time. And and we got the eye on the ticker. Uh, we don't see Morgan Riley's suspension as of yet. I do have a suspicion that it might come up at some point in this episode because I do presume this will be about an hour long at least episode with all the content that we have. So don't know where that's going to come. But you were there. You were in good seats. You had oh, yeah. you with a couple of our friend, mutual friends. And the Leafs lost to a team that they should beat. But that is the story of being in Toronto, uh, being a Leaf fan for not just this year, for the past few years. And I'm not going to get into some reaction about that yet. We're going to talk about the Ottawa Senators and Leafs game. But one thing in particular, Ridley Craig decides to go down the empty net, wind up for a slap shot. Brian Ralston style. Okay. You know, you know. Fires it, probably not that fast. No offense, it didn't look that fast. It was a hard slap shot, though. In the midsection-ish of the net, nobody around except Morgan Riley about, I don't know, 10 feet behind him, maybe. Maybe maybe less. Probably, probably maybe further. Further, yeah. Like, he was a good distance behind him. And he decides to wind up and lay on a clap bomb on an open net, nobody around, dying seconds of the game. Morgan Riley at that point decides to, and everyone knows this story already, but I'm going to give you a refresher in my own view. Morgan Riley sees that, and then all of a sudden, Morgan Riley sees nothing else. <laughs> Morgan Riley just sees black, red, and white jersey, sees Craig on the back, this guy who just says slap shot an open net, and thinks one thing I'm going to make this guy pay for what he just did. That's, that's all that is on Morgan's mind after that. They're, the care about the game. Family, friend, everything's out the window for Morgan Riley. And Alex, you were there. Mm-hmm. You saw it. I'll give my reaction in a few moments. I want to know how it was with you being front row center to a degree. Pretty you had good seats. You were close. Maybe yeah. we're front row center to It was kitty corner to me. It was as far away from me as it could be. It could be, but you're still in the 100 level, and you were in the and, Ottawa zone, and, right? You're in the Ottawa. Ten rows up, yeah, the Ottawa end for the first and third. So I was watching the Leafs not get one power play. That's what I was most excited for. I had these low seats right in the the offensive zone waiting for a power play. Didn't get one, of course. Not one. Not one. Not one. I watched Jake McCabe get a high stick in the face. Like, the stick almost hit me. I was so close. I saw it. (laughs) And between me and Jake McCabe was the ref looking in the direction. He points at him and goes, no, no. Anyway, what's a penalty? What's a penalty? Anyway, I'm not healthy. I slot. You saw it. Yeah, you're there. What's the vibe? What was the vibe? Uh, the beginning of the game felt that was the loudest Leaf crowd I've ever heard. I went to the Sens game, Leafs game here on a Thursday, and it was split even when they said go something go. You could not tell if it was Leafs or Sens. This game was go Leafs go. It was loud. Like I. I it was crazy. I've I've never experienced that for the Leafs. And as the game goes on, it's just, man, is it bad? All Leafs fans around me just starting to just starting to get so upset. We're losing to the 28th place team, and these fans are making fun of us, chanting, "Pay your taxes to John Tavares." And you see that Senators player wind up and blasted in the empty net on a breakaway, so clear cut. Yeah. Morgan Riley, fuck yeah. 
smash that dude. Is it stupid for Ridley Gregg to do that? Yep. Is it even more stupid that Morgan Riley cross-checked him in the head? Yeah, but you got to do something. I've heard people that are like, oh, well, maybe you go give him a little slash on the shins. No, he's got to feel it. You can't do that to us. And all of these people with their inputs are saying, oh, that was shitty. You shouldn't have done that. What would you do if the roles were reversed? What would you want your team to do? And now the so-called softest team in the NHL will face their their extension of the George Peros era amount of extent or amount of suspensions and games suspended. They leave the league since he's took over and they're just going to add on to it because he has an in-person hearing. And at this time, 626 PM, we don't know what it is yet. Uh, it was awesome. Thank God. That's why I brought up my little prop today. If there hasn't <laughs> been more true of a time to have this out, I couldn't tell you what it is. I got a good old bottle here for the audio listeners of Captain Morgan Spiced Rum because he's the <laughs> only guy that's gave a damn since he got here in 2012. Yeah, honestly, I'm going to say I commented on a few sport outlets and there was feedback on some where some laughed or some people had their own opinion on it. And at this time, like I said, we're now 627. We still don't know what the, the result is. I know pars refreshing and i'm looking as well yeah i got nothing when he took that shot that being ridley craig now understanding the game from a player perspective and yes no i didn't play professional nhl hockey i still played junior hockey and that was it all right i'm that guy okay but doesn't matter what level it was there's it's just knowledge embedded into our brain when there's something that's absolutely just a gong show act disrespectful whatever it may be it's just lodged in and people that do not follow hockey religiously or understand that and maybe maybe looked at this tape and said well he did nothing all he did was do a slap shot on open net who cares no 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 that that's 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 not true that literally you go down the ice on open net all ridley had to do was tap it in like kudos to carl Withers. tap it in Tap, tap, tap. Actually, no, that was Adam Sandler that said that. But you know what I'm saying? It, it, all you had to do they was tap it, it in. They both said it. Okay, they both said Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All you had to do was tap it in, and that's it. Skate away. Morgan Riley wouldn't have had to do what he did. There wouldn't have been that brawl. We wouldn't be in this situation. That is an absolutely disrespectful and Bush League move by Ridley Craig. I don't care. It's Bush. And Morgan Riley, yeah, no attempt to injure. You don't want to. You don't want to say, yeah, break his neck. No, no we don't I want was that saying that at the time. <laughs> I was saying that at the time. I was like, kill that guy. See, what I was on my couch. My wife and I were we were on the couch, and Par will know this. When we're watching hockey or even playing HL video game, my dog is very suspicious, terrified, anxious, and the reason why is because I've swore at the TV it's so many times being a Leaf fan and also a gamer, but a Leaf fan is the most of the reason why my dog doesn't like hockey, and I actually had a good turn of a Leaf this year, <laughs> that's a pun, uh, when it comes to watching the Leafs playing, I just, I keep it, I'm trying to be mature, like a 32-year-old should be as best as they could, but when that slap shot happened, something ignited in me as a hockey fan and player saying, are you effing kidding me? Are you kidding me? Morgan, tackle him. I, I was yelling, Morgan, tackle him. 
beat beat him up. Like I was yelling. I was I was yelling. And I saw Morgan go for him. I said, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. let's go. And you could just see it. Like when you see Morgan turn, there was nothing else on his mind. And he just his that was not intended to go for the neck. It was a reaction. It was literally him just seeing one color and reacting. He didn't mean to him in the neck. And we're not here to promote attempt to injure. That's not what people want to do. But look, what he did was disrespectful. But I kudos to Morgan Riley. As Pardis said, emotion. I've said it on this podcast numerous times as my volume levels go to red. I should my mixer's telling me to turn myself down a little bit. When when Morgan Riley should have been the one with this C. Okay, and that's no offense to Tavares. Okay. I got I am a Tavares fan. I got a jersey right beside me. Okay. I so I was jacked when they signed him. I'm still happy that they have him. There's not nothing against that. It's just something with Morgan's been there, right? He was in 2013, that collapse. He's he's been through the rebuild. He's been through it, and he just showed his what he could do by showing that emotion there. I love it. Stand yeah. up for your teammates. If yeah. Ryan Reeves is on the ice for that, <laughs> Ridley Craig, I don't think would be. I think there would have been an injury. I really think Ryan Reeves would have just said. No, just suckered him in the face. I really think that's what would have happened. I want to go a completely different direction on this. I understand what Ridley Grigg did, and I I don't know how you couldn't. Your barn, 80% cheering for the other team. You've been bad all year, and you're coming into this Saturday night, and all you can do, the closest you can come to winning the Stanley Cup is beating the Toronto Maple Leafs. So you get a chance to put that exclamation mark on it and shut every Leafs fan up in that building. Yeah, suck on this one, Leafs fan. Bow! How could you also not feel that way if you're in that same spot? You've been mad all year because your team's bad. You're going to beat a team that you love beating all the time. In that same breath, though, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. The only dumb thing about it, I think, is if Ridley Grigg didn't think that was going to happen after, that's really stupid. He opened that can of worms. I kind of get it. And I'm a Leafs fan. Lead blue. I was screaming for his head to get taken off. I, I just think it's hockey, and I can't believe that it's like this big of a story. I get it. I, I do, but it's not... Jake Truba two-hand overheading somebody's dome. It's not that, nope. which was only $5,000, by the way, which is crazy. Repeat offender, yeah. all that good yeah. stuff. I don't know. Like, does that, does, does that make sense, what I'm saying about really Greg, though? Like, if you were him, like, I could see that slipping away, especially being young. Yeah, the, there's that inexperience factor. There's just the the emotion of the game, right? And that's that's – Megan, that's the it's the battle of ontario are you kidding me yeah. i hope these guys hate each other and i swear like if they better play their next game here in ottawa next year because if they don't i i'm still gonna get the ticket to toronto hop on that train go down that it's gonna be must coincidence they don't play each other till next year it's gonna be wild it's gonna be so good man oh oh it's gonna be a good game season opener no montreal toronto you got to give us Ottawa, Toronto in that season opener next year. It, Calling for please right make it in Ottawa. Let me please go. That would be such a good game to see. Overall, we still don't know what the suspension is. Or keep an eye as much as we. What do you think here. it should be? Oh yes. So on those comments that I was mentioning, I said no. It's not just a fine. 
I I don't think it's five games. I'm hearing a lot of rumors that he's going to hit three to five games. It's in uh, person, so it's it's open over to six then. Yeah, that. And I know they're doing it virtually, right, because he couldn't travel to New York mm. because of weather. Mm. So that's why it seems like it's going to be more. I, I said two to three was my prediction, okay? I didn't give rationale on this one platform, and I had someone comment back and say, you know, automatic, if it's in person, you got to think five games. And I liked his comment. I said, fair point. I responded to mm. this individual. His name was Jay. And I said, that's a very fair point. Yes. But my mind to it was actually directed towards him not being a repeat offender. Ridley not being injured after. Sure act like it. Still. Yeah, sure. Oh, oh, oh. Hey. he almost looked worse than Stutzla's diving. The biggest diver in the league <laughs> is Stutzla, man. Dave, would Ridley, my God. would Ridley Greg hit the ice? I immediately yelled, sniper, tried to get down because I thought he got shot. He didn't move. No, did not move. Did not, And he took it in this general area, okay? He didn't take it in the temple. He didn't take it in the jugular, okay, or the the Adam's apple, okay. It was a cross check that was impacted with stick and some glove right in here, and he went down like a sack of potatoes. And you know what, Ridley, you won. You got the Oscar. You got the the golden. That's not nope. Uh, the MTV Video Award, whatever. I don't know. Whatever, whatever <laughs> award you got, the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Award. Nickelodeon. Yes, you got Get it. Get climbed, okay? buddy. And honestly, I said two to three games. And just because of those factors with Morgan, right? The intent to injure, though, was in department player safety, George Peros. It's a very department of safety thing to do to wait on Morgan Riley here about Toronto. That's what it feels like. Uh, but I think two to three games, Par. I, I, was, uh, I think it's going to be. He's going to get five, I think, is what's going to ha- what's truly going to happen. But I'm going to predict, just to say it out loud before it is announced, I said two to three, but I'll say three. It, I believe Morgan's going to get three. There's two answers for me on this. What I think he should get is exactly what you said, two to three. I think that's fair. You can't run a guy down and hit him in the head with your stick. Cross-check, especially when the play's over. You can't do it. Should he have? No. Not. I don't know. What is he what going a- to get, though? Oh, he's getting that book thrown at him. <laughs> yeah, he's he, got the papers out. He's got it all out. Jason Spezza got six games as a first-time offender with over, like, 1,100 games played. Like, dude, this book, the reason it's taking so long is because George Peros is warming up in the bullpen right now, ready to just let it go and <laughs> knock him outside the head. Easy, easy six games. Flipping the page. Okay. Easy six games. You violated here, here. Mm-hmm. Oh, you definitely violated here. Mm-hmm. Oh, sir, you definitely violated. That's what's happening. You're you're probably right. And which is so We see Brendan Gallagher, eight times offended, try to take somebody's head off blindside with his elbow or with the shoulder. I don't remember what it was. Four games? Four? The guy, the Jake Truba two-hand lumberjack slam over that dude's head. $5,000. Are you kidding me? But that's the thing. What should he get? I think two to three. But what will he get? Who fucking knows at the end of the day. There's no consistency. That's all these fans want. If you want to give Morgan Riley six games now, and then that is what happens the rest of the way on any play that's close like that, nobody would be upset. Because that was the precedent you set. You're not just 
in in the Department of Player Safety office, spinning the wheel like on the Price is Right, waiting to see what number that suspension's gonna be. Exactly. Like, ah, ha. Honestly, know. Morgan, Morgan, in that situation, and everyone who's played hockey has been in that situation, and in hindsight's twenty twenty all the time. Yeah. Oh, but he didn't have to do what he did that way. I think, knowing how I react, very like very angry at times, like temper wise when it comes to sports competitiveness. I would never have thought to use my stick though. I was always one. If I was in a mess, it was my, it was my glove and it would be a shot to the shoulder to get their attention. I was always a believer of face to face. Never was I in scrums. Other people, if they know me will comment and say, Dave, you never got, you're right. I was one of those guys that avoided them. Mitch Marner style. Um, Willie Nylander style, <laughs> <Mitch but> <laughs> style, the way that he just <laughs> floats to the pile at the end of the game with no, no care. He knows he's not doing no anything. Care. Matthews did nothing. Nylander, nothing. I think Tavares grabbed the guy. I think Tavares grabbed yeah. the guy. He does do that. Sometimes, and that's where yeah, I sometimes yeah, just... grabbing, grabbing and like throwing against the boards and starting to punch, which could be worse. It could be could be worse if the guy doesn't drop the gloves and you got and I'm up and you're just giving them. Depends who in the eyes of you're asking. If you're asking in the eyes of the Department of Player Safety, they would rather that ten times out of ten. Especially if you leave your glove on. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Wild. Morgan Riley's suspension still to wait, but Parr was there, saw it. It was awesome in person. Okay, and there's only one out of eighteen thousand people that can say that. Roughly a uh, 19,400 and something. And they sent so out, Pars, a, they sent out Ryan. Pars Pars after. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Call me. I almost feel like if I was Keith, I would have been like, line up, no credit line up in the fucking face off dot. Are you kidding me? I, I, they want, he wanted to fight, he but was, they backed off. He, they, they backed off. He no one wants to lick all night. They were beacon back and forth all night on the ice, back to the bench, beacon, beacon from the benches. And I, they were both out on the ice for the last five seconds. And they were beacon, beacon, beacon. I'm like, all right, well, well brawl. I was like, oh baby, we're getting no, a brawl. No, as soon as they dropped the puck right in between them all, have a good night, folks. Get out of here. Hope your cars are warmed up. Honestly, I is it bad for me if I was Keith, I would have went and when the pile was going on to, to Reeves and go, I didn't see you go. And jump. Well, and go. you can't. You can't. There's a million cameras. <laughs> yeah, there's a million cameras. <laughs> Every camera's on Keith. Yeah. Is he gonna get Reeves out? Bit. The camera went to Keith on TV. Yeah. It, or, sorry, it went to um Reeves and Keith, but it went to Reeves mm-hmm. a couple times. Like everyone was like, What's Reeves gonna do? It was yeah. like it, it's like I, I thought I think lately Reeves hasn't been as bad as he was. I think he's been better than the worst that he's been. He still looks like what I would imagine a cartoon fridge would look like if it grew legs and tried to skate. But he doesn't look as bad. He looks engaged. He looks like he's trying. I know. No comment. I know. I know. I know. I'm saying he's better than what he was. But that's like saying like, oh, this bag of garbage that I had today was less stinky than the one I had yesterday. So it's not really saying a whole lot. Well, Par, you were there. I was thinking of that when it happened. And speaking of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Par, I, I um, would I would I want a table? And, and I mentioned what we we're going to talk about the same at the first starts. People already know, but we projected if we had Dane here, we're going to do our Canadian teams and our rosters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're 
we're going to hold that for when Dane comes here because we want to make sure we have three of us. Dane's a, a core part of our hockey segment here. So we're going to make sure that we bring that up. Hopefully we can do that next week. Uh, but one thing that I will bring up that I was going to discuss in the open, uh, the opener is I'm going to, we're only going to spend a couple minutes on this because I, I want to do, I do want to mention something about the trade deadline before we, before we jump into our redraft and then a couple other points before, and obviously with time sensitivity. So I, the, the Leafs right now. Okay. I wanted to say you were there. So it's good to say it in person. They are not good, good enough. They're not good. Period. This you think I'll give one thumbs up and not a good way, but if I'm rewinding till to back to September, tree living man. He for honestly he tried to bring in guys. They were forwards, yes. No, but John Klingberg. John Klingberg. Exactly. You're forgetting about John Klingberg. That's that's what I told my wife too. It's like oh, the, the, where's it? That's look. Klingberg was supposed to be this offensive juggernaut on this offensive juggernaut of a team and run the power play. And yeah, I'm not really known for defensive, but to be a good impact so it can ease the pressure off Morgan Riley. But he brought in Bertuzzi. He brought in uh, Max Domi. He brought in Ryan Reeves, right? He gave Camp a little bit too much money, but he re-signed Camp. He re-signed Willie Nylander. Not going to go there. People saying, oh, he's doing bad because he signed the contract. Doesn't matter. We're not going there. He's done things to try to keep players here, and he's brought in players. Bertuzzi has near zero goals in 30 games in the last 30 games played. Max Domi has five goals in the last near 30 games played. Ryan Reeves is – we don't need to discuss about Ryan Reeves. got two goals in way less games than Bertuzzi's played. Fun fact. Thank you for that point. Give a little credit to Reeves. Klingberg did not work out. He's on Robodaw Island. He's, he, he's done. Uh, the – Martin Jones project worked nicely. I know he didn't have the greatest of all games. He did, but he did that one no. goal. We made the toe save and then second save. And then he had no help though. That's my point. I in, feel like Martin. He let in some not good goals. He did. I'm sorry. But overall, he let in four, he's been good. He let in four goals on 16 shots at one point and a 750 is not good enough. I do not care. I don't care. That's a good point. If people don't care about before, it's the now. You got to keep consistency, mm. right? And I saw Jones play in Columbus this year and he was fantastic. So, like, he, for a guy who's supposed to be the third goaltender, yeah, you know, has done, mm. come in and done his job. I have nothing mad against Jones. And know what a lot of those are? Those are Tree Living's fingerprints. He's done what he could. I, I was, and I'm not trying to give him, it didn't work out, but he didn't know Bertuzzi would work out this way. Domi, maybe he brought him in because of the playoffs, right? Bertuzzi was good in the playoffs, but you got to get there. But when I look at this Leafs lineup, that defensive core is so, so thin. And now if you don't see Riley in that, in that for the next three, four, five, whatever games it may be. Breaking news. Breaking oh, news. Hold on. Live. Yeah. Maple okay, Leafs. hold on. Yeah. Let me break it. Don't look it up. Let me break it here. Okay, I'm not looking it up. Maple Leafs, Morgan Riley. Suspended for five games. For his cross check on Ridley Grigg. Five games. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Five games. Five. Yeah, I told you. Oh. Break it down. What's going through your head? What's going through your head? I love thinking on the spot. Uh, so since that's breaking news, Morgan Riley gets suspended five games for showing emotion as a non-repeat offender in a violent hit but not as violent as i think people are making it and i think that's a bad call i hope morgan can appeal it i hope there is an appeal i 
I'm trying to underline the in-person hearing rules, but I feel like an appeal that should be able to get back down to three games if he can have an appeal right away. But Morgan Riley, five game suspension. Awful. I don't, I don't think he should get five games. That's that's my reaction. He doesn't get five games. Gonna, he shouldn't. He's going to learn his lesson. Next time, two-hand tomahawk chop somebody over the head with your stick, and you'll only get a fine. This is how you players learn their lesson on what they can and can't do. Department of Player Safety is my problem. That's my concern. That is my problem. But I'll combine that to what I'll say. Now that Morgan's out, this de- the defense is not good enough to win. I don't, I'm not saying you need a Christopher Latang, prime Latang. I don't know why I thought of him, but I'm not saying you, you need a, a prime Nicholas Lindstrom, better, uh, kind of player on your team. You just need defense that know how to play defense. That's all. I want a guy who block. I want three defensive defensemen, two two-way guys, and one offensive guy. And Tree Living tried to actually build out that this way this year, but the guys he brought in weren't the fit. The, the surprises this year have been Benoit and McCabe. Love that pairing. Yeah. Third pairing, great. Cool. Third pairing. They're the second pairing, if not maybe the first pairing, while Morgan Riley's absent. Okay? So that's not going to win you a championship. Third pairing, cool. Brody, mm, I've started to chirp Brody a little bit on the television. I think I picked my guy this year who to pick on. A little bit. Oh. But he's also not a first-line guy. He is a third-pairing defenseman. He looks awful him. in Ottawa. He looks so bad. He's a third-pairing guy, Par. That's why he's not doing as good, because he's literally a third-pairing guy. Morgan Riley's number one guy. Number one defenseman pairing. Not number one one. I think he's a one-two, if people understand what I'm saying. I think if you have another good guy with him, it'd be one of the best defense pairings in the league. But maybe not. Morgan Riley's done very well this year, so... The Leafs, we're going to talk about trade deadline. So that's why this is going to segue. We're not going to devote all this time to the Leafs here because I know Par likes to call us a Leafs segment sometimes. They're trying to pull away. It's, as it's much half as an hour out of Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to segue us into the Leafs and the teams with the deadline. But it's concerning. If you're a Leaf fan right now, you don't point fingers at Tree Living. You can point fingers at Keefe if you want. I, I don't always see the justice in that. I can see why people get mad about the blender and people holding accountability with players, sure. You can point fingers at Shanahan because he's been here since, you know, near the past decade. Um, so there's fingers to point at, but I think where you got to point the fingers is throughout that lineup. But throughout that lineup, it's just not deep enough. That's the problem. They're not good enough. Are they going to make the playoffs? They probably will. They'll probably still they'll get they'll get in. If they don't get in, that is a failure. That's a big problem. So that's why I just I can see them getting in. But if you're expecting a run or you're expecting some some uh, some storybook ending this year, unless something comes at the deadline that is uh, able to be afforded afforded by the team, then I, I think there's uh, going to be that continued inconsistency and stress of uh, Leaf fans going into the playoffs. And maybe last year was a treat because we might not see that same treat. I lose you, Dave. So, Alex, the reason why that segues us into a little bit of the trade deadline, Alex and I are going to give five guys that we think are tradable players. Uh, but with that, what I'll say about the trade deadline is if you're a Toronto fan or if you're a Vancouver fan or an Oilers fan, teams are almost kind of in the same realm. But I think Vancouver's more on the done sides of doing things unless they go out and get Jake Gensel. If you're the Leafs, you're looking at a, t- uh, a top nine forward, centerman, third line centerman, I think is what you're looking at. No, you need a second and, line winger for sure. 
Yep. That you need somebody who can work. score. They only have four guys to score goals ever. <laughs> you need so you need another guy. But the biggest thing that they need is a defenseman. And if they're Three smart, you'll get a if, yeah. And I don't know where you're gonna make a trade for four players. Not saying it's impossible. You might have to go to you might you're gonna have to overpay. Don't even look at Calgary. I think that's a bad idea because Craig Conroy is gonna be like, ha, 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 yeah. You're gonna jack up the price. Go to a team that yes, will have a high price, but it might be a little bit more easy negotiating. St. Louis, I like that option. I don't know who Colton Perenko. I'm just I'm not saying these are gonna happen. There's players that can be moved to Toronto. And I think this trade deadline is going to be a little bit active, but I think you're going to see trades that are leading up to the deadline. A lot of those happen opposed to just deadline day. So we'll talk about the trade deadline a lot here on the show, but I want to, I want to bring up players that I think are in the top five for trade bait in the NHL this season. And Speaking of that, teams that should be targeted, well, you got the bottom teams, but Calgary is a very popular team, of course. They've already sold Lindholm and, and um, of course, already sold Zadorov, but Hannafin and Tanev and Markstrom seem like they're going to be the next ones to go. But I'll give my top five that I think, and they're not in the same order, okay? I'm going to make sure I tell everyone they're not, they're not in this particular order, but my one that I had listed, Chris Tanev, Noah Hannafin, those are the two guys, absolutely. Vladimir Tarasenko was one on my trade bait board list that I'm uh, I feel like it's going to get moved. Uh, Jacob Markstrom is the fourth. So you got three out of four flames be mentioned right off the hop. And number five, it might be a little bit of a surprise, but I'm going to throw Anthony Duclair at number five as a for sure guy getting moved. I feel like in a change of scenery, he's been, he was doing well in Florida. I think it could be a good asset to a team looking for a top nine guy and not St. Toronto, uh, but there's some room there. Other notables that have been on the trade bait board, such as Sean Walker, Jake Chikrin, Scott Lock, uh, Scott Lawton, sorry, Jake Gensel. Guys like Chikrin and Gensel, I'm so, I don't really see them getting moved uh, unless unless it's a sizable move. Gensel is not just a first round pick. He might even be a first, two seconds, a high prospect and an NHL ready guy. Maybe that's a little too high, but there's a guy who's had proven success. Chikrin, Look at that salary. Look at where Ottawa is. You get rid of Chikrin, $4 million a year and some change you're paying for Chikrin. This year, for the rest of this year and next year, you're paying a pretty penny to bring him in. So that's why those are my five guys that I have an eye on par. Do you have five guys that you're sticking out for the deadline this year? Uh, no, I didn't know this was a segment I needed to prepare for. If you wrote it down, I completely missed it. Um, I, I want to touch on the fact that you think Jakob Markstrom's going to get traded. Uh, how and why would the Calgary Flames trade a number one goaltender, like bona fide, who just had a little bit of a rocky start? New Jersey is where I think it's going to go. I the New Jersey needs a goalie. They have young asset like Vanacek that they can move or Schmied. Uh, oh, they have something that they can Calgary's back been to, good this uh, last little stretch though. Like they've they've had a stretch, but I don't. They're not. They're I, I think they've bought into their because of their selling and everything that they're moving and, and expiring contracts. They got to be smart about their future. They've already invested a lot of money into Hubert, though, and into Kadri. Markstrom going to New Jersey for Vanchak going the other way, a pick and a and a player. I feel like that would be hey, a good. Dave, move. Then you got Dan Vladar. And they're three points out of a playoff spot. I mean, even if they miss this year, you're, you think you're going to have a, somebody to replace Yakim Markstrom next year? No. You don't think Dan Vladar is good enough? Dan Vladar is a good goaltender. I think I would rather Markstrom. I think he has more of a track record and more of a proven stature. Sure, but is that a team that's going to be successful this year? And is Markstrom actually going to come well, back? Who cares about this? Contract oh, his contract's up? 
next year. Oh, so like this year and then it's done. He's a UFA in 26. Oh, no, I would absolutely not trade him then. No, because like you retool a little bit. You see the glimmer of hope like that something something's cooking here. Maybe we didn't start off right, but now we got something moving. Oh, and we traded our starting goaltender. Here's the thing, too. He has a little bit of a injury background and he's 34 years old. You keeping him till 37? At that amount? Six? Yeah, probably. I mean. I I think New Jersey is at a, at a position in their standings where they feel that they shouldn't be, and I agree. I know they've had injury issues, especially with Jack Hughes this year. I would know. The 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 point is they, the goaltending has been a little bit suspect, but they have goaltending where they've been proven in the NHL before. Schmid had a good run last year. Vanacek is another guy that could be moved going back the other way where Calgary can – um, have a goaltender still that can put on and give them a chance to win games. And New Jersey gets a goaltender who is better than what they got. And Calgary can bring in some prospects and pieces to an organization that's looking to, to, to really top up on getting picks and prospects. Cause Tanev is not coming back. Hannafin not coming back. These are guys that are expiring this year. And you, you're either going to invest in it this year to try to make it get a wild card spot you don't get that wild card spot and you miss out on losing guys. You get nothing for, I'm a big fan of asset management. I've, I'm not, I, I may be taking that from a Leafs GM perspective in the past, but I'm a big fan of asset management. I think that if you know, guys aren't returning, you know that, all right, I'm on the outside looking in for a playoff spot. I'm in a tough conference this year. Am I really going to be better than Vegas? Am I really going to be better than the Edmonton Oilers? If you would have told me that in October when Oilers were two and thirteen or whatever the heck they were, crazy, wild. what a crazy, turnaround. what a turnaround, two and ten, whatever they were. But if you look at the West this year, it's very tough and competitive, and I feel like Calgary is not up to that. And they have players that could be, and I think they should capitalize. And that's why I think they wouldn't train moving Markstrom because they are moving other pieces. I feel like they're not done selling, and they're going to be a team that's going to stock up on picks prospects going to the summer and look at signing some guys to fill out the roster for guys they already have. Mackenzie Weger, great year for Mackenzie Weger. Leads the NHL in defense and goals. He has more goals than Kale McCarr does this year. Uh, people probably don't know that point. There's Huberto, who's been a disaster train since he's been traded there, right? Kadri, $7 million a year for Nazem Kadri. I miss Kadri, but I don't, I don't think he's a $7 million guy. And I say I miss him because Toronto fan here speaking to you. Right. And there's not a lot of 50 goal near 30, 40, 50 goal scorers that are making $5 million on a, a team that you can bring in. Right. As Dane would chirp us with Zach Hyman. Right. There's teams that have certain pieces. Calgary has certain pieces that are attractive to teams. And I think Calgary is not good enough. Even if they make the playoffs, they're going to get swept first round. I don't think they're good enough. Yeah. I mean, they're not good enough this year, but a little retool with your number one goalie. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Vegas does it right. They just say, fuck all the players. We don't care about anybody. This is a business. We'll get the hell out of here. And it worked for them. So, Well, I put you on the spot with that then. No, not okay, really. I, I missed it in the agenda. I went back and looked. I missed it. That's on me. That's on me. So give me one player. And I think it's going to get traded. Yeah. You said Tarasenko, eh? Yeah. I think that guy's gone, and I also think Chikrin's gone for sure. You think they're going to – okay, so you're in the Ottawa realm. Mm. Why would it be wise – and I'm not disagreeing with you because I don't think it's been working out either. But he's making $4.6 He has the rest of this year, and he has next year oh. before he's a free agent. You have a year and a half with Chikrit. 
right? I think if I'm Ottawa, do you do you make that trade? Yeah, but I only make it because it seems like the rumor mill has been that he's asked to be traded. And when you're a bad franchise, you can't also be known for being assholes or nobody's going to want to come there at all. You, you're in Canada. You don't do what your players ask of you and you're bad. Well, I think I'll just go sign in Dallas or Florida instead then. So I feel like they're just going to do it because they're back against the wall. What leverage do they have? I mean, great asset. You're going to get a lot for them. But, I mean, you're only making that trade because he wants out. I would love for Toronto to get checked. Oh, that's not going to fucking happen. Just keep dreaming. It's not, it's not going to happen at all. We need Cody Ceci back. <laughs> if you're a Toronto fan, I'm telling you right now, Sean Walker might be something that you're looking at. Okay. Uh, there could be like a Nick Sealer was a name that was floating around. If you want, if you got to ask who that is, don't worry about it. Uh, or dare I say, oh, God. I was going to say Tony D'Angelo, but no, Tyson Berry, man. Like, like those are the only guys that are floating around right now that you're like, oh, well, we got to bring in some pieces here. Uh, what pieces are we uh, bringing in? Like, if you're looking for defense, your top two are Tanev Hannafin. Sean Walker is really good, but after that, you're dropping off a little bit. So if you're looking in the market for a defenseman, you might have to go off the board. And I know the Leafs scouts were, as per Elliot Friedman, were – uh, watching St. Louis in Montreal, and they killed Montreal that game, 7-2. But Pranko, Justin Falk, if you're making trades for those guys, those are chicken-level trades, almost, almost. They're older, right? It's a little, little bit different, but they're still pretty close in talent where I'm a fan of Colton Pranko. That's why I say that. You're giving up at least a first and a prospect. That's the start of the discussion, especially if you're a team looking for a defenseman. I feel that if I was a fan of Toronto, let me give you an example, or even the Oilers, same thing. If you're an Oiler fan, you're a Leaf fan, even a well, Winnipeg doesn't need defense. They're great on defense. So if you're an Oiler and Leaf fan, uh, and even a Detroit fan, listen up. Jacob Middleton, Sean Walker, Nick Sealer are your guys to look for. Or look uh, for the draft and don't trade any assets and just deal with what you got because why would you keep throwing shit in a meal you already ruined? Thank you, Alex, for that point. Now, Par, um, I want to bring up one thing about hockey before we go to the redraft. Um, then we're going to close out this, uh, the show. Remember, I told list. you before we started, you had this down for 20 to 30 minutes. I said 45 minutes minimum. We're at 41. I bet you we don't get out before an hour. Oh, we're getting out before an hour. Uh, certainly, certainly, certainly. Got to keep it a keep it keep it a thousand here. So Rick Tockett, and this transitions nicely into our redraft. Rick Tockett was drafted in the nineteen eighty three NHL draft, and he had a very good NHL career. Okay, uh, this is somebody who, when he was in the National Hockey League, he spent a few seasons with the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. This is somebody who had. I had his stats up here to give you an exact one part if you can uh, jump in on this. But uh, I'm trying to pull up his stats while I sit here. Thank you very much. Oh. He had 1,144 games, 440 goals, 512 assists, 952 points. Just 48 points shy of 1,000. Just under 3,000 penalty minutes as well. This is a guy who played a lot of games in the National Hockey League. And he played with the Flyers, Bruins, Capitals, Coyotes. But he spent three years 
with the Sioux Samuel grounds, just getting about almost 200 points or about 200 points with the Sioux grounds. Good two-way guy. He had a very good playoffs one year where he had 22 goals and 14 assists for 36 points. That good? Uh, in the <laughs> like, this is a guy who went sixth round to the Philadelphia Flyers. He's the coach right now in Vancouver. He's had a good career in the NHL. Par, what's one thing that he doesn't have that isn't recognized in the Sioux? One thing that he has that isn't recognized in the Sioux. One thing that isn't being recognized in the Sioux. Oh, I got you. You're setting me up. I got you. His number is not retired by his junior team. His number is not retired yeah. by the Sioux Samory Greyhounds. And this is a guy who's played three years. The Sioux Samory Greyhounds had very good career with the Greyhounds. Had a very good NHL career. There's a list of people that should be up in that rafter. Give me another. Give me out. another. Jeff Carter. He's still he's playing. Not retired he's yet. still playing. So he's not you think Jeff Carter's going to get retired? His number? I feel like it should. I almost – Darren, call me crazy. I think Tyler Kennedy's number should get retired with the Greyhounds. I, I, there's a guy who didn't have a long NHL career, but he's won a cup. He was dedicated to the soil here in Sault Ste. Marie. I think there's another guy that I would give the 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 banner up to as well. Yeah, I'd give it to Jeff Carter first. The Greyhounds retired numbers are like very prestigious. Like those are the cream of the crop of the players that have played for the Greyhounds. I don't think Tyler Kennedy gets that. Great player. Well, Rick, Rick Tockett should be. Yeah, there. sure. I agree. Hundred percent. Rick Tockett and, and Jeff Carter. Up. I think Jeff Carter, when his career is done, deserves it as well. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Alex, 1983. Alrighty. We're going to go in our We're going to go in our DeLorean. We're going to have our 1980s gear on, mm-hmm. and we're going to be the GM of five NHL teams. We've been hired, and we were able to shape shift. We're able to be the GMs of these, of these teams, and we're going to make the picks for them, knowing what we know in the future. The 1983 NHL draft, redrafting the top five players. Par. No, you go first. I went first uh, the last couple of times. Oh, generous of you. I will go first. And I am going to go from first to fifth. That's my routine. Mm. Opar likes to go the other direction. Mm. So I'm going to stick in this direction. With the first overall pick, the Minnesota North Stars are proud to select Steve Eiserman. Okay. With the second overall pick, the Hartford Whalers are proud to select the Dominator, Dom Hasek. With the third overall pick, the New York Islanders are proud to select Pat LaFontaine. Mm-hmm. With the fourth overall pick, the Detroit Red Wings are proud to select goaltender Tom Brasso. Mm. With the fifth overall pick, the Buffalo Sabres are proud to select from the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds, mm-hmm. Rick Talkin. Love it. Love it. Ours are different. I will tell you that much. Love it. We're going to go five to one here. Reverse order. Number five. Bob Probert? Are you kidding me? Some love for another Sioux Greyhound player. Get that guy to beat the fucking piss out of whoever shows up. Hell yeah. (laughs) Rest in peace to a legend. Number four? Keeping it. Same team. Rick Pocket. Easy. We've already went off enough about him and how great he is. Number three, the same player, Pat LaFontaine. Usually I'm a big guy on longevity. He only played 865 games, but he had over 1,000 points with one zero one three. So uh, quite the career there. Now, Geiserman number two. Oh, oh! Hear me out. I gotta leave. Hear me out. I gotta Dave, leave. I'm gonna need you to I sit down. Leave. 
<laughs> when you think about the best centers that have ever played in the NHL, how many names are you saying before you get to Steve Eiserman? Or once you get to Steve Eiserman, how many people are you like, ah, well, it could be either this guy or it could be Steve or ah, a number of them, right? I think Stevie is a top 10 sure. in the league of all time. If not, he's flirting with, no, nah, not top five, but he's right. flirting, he's top 10. Dom Hasek is no doubt, no argument, top five, probably top three goalie of all time. So he's number one. Easy, easy, yeah. You're saying a lot more names of centers before you get to Steve Eiserman than you are saying goalies before you get to uh, Dominic Hasek. Oh, that's going to cause some interaction. It's true. Oh, I want it. I want it. I want it. The only interaction that should be is, oh, yeah, that's true. Dom Hasek is a better goalie than Steve Eiserman is a center. So if this happened the way that it did, so you'd have Minnesota getting Hasek yeah. and Eiserman going to Hartford. Imagine how the NHL would shape out after that. Oh. I love doing this segment. I know people, you know, we get good numbers with it. The The, the viewers are great. The, the likes are great with it. But we have fun doing this segment. I want, to tell, I want people to know that. I think it's it's so cool to, like, but then just visioning the what-if factor of it. Imagine Steve Eisenman was wherever, Minnesota, Hartford, wherever he was. If you go back to last, to the other drafts that we did, we can, what we'll do is we're going to create an overall roster of picks that what we had. Maybe we'll figure out something for the listeners. But there was an opportunity there where obviously I had Ron Francis going first um, in the uh, in the previous draft. So he wouldn't have really played, you know, Hartford with Eiserman. But the, how the NHL would have been shaped out hey, hey, would have been so. The cool. domino effect, the butterfly effect would be too much, too much to read into. That's what people should do in video games. That's what they should do is like you can go start the GM mode. I think NBA actually does that in 2K. But NHL should do that where you can be a GM 1970. Yeah, you can do that in NHL. You can you can download rosters from different years and bring them over. Oh, well, that's see yeah, that's so cool. Bring them in a different team. That's so cool. That's so fun. That is our 1983 NHL redraft. Comment below on what you think, if we're right, we're wrong, or whatnot. Now, Par, uh, you know, I'm looking at our agenda that we normally, you know, try to follow to a T, but it is a, a little bit. Um, That's it. A little bit over. That's everything now. Um, it is, but I wanted to give you one minute okay. about the WWE for a minute. Okay. Uh, we love – find ways to get the WWE in here the past month because I'm invested back. I'm back into it because The Rock's there. Mm-hmm. People are back in. They, they got me. They got me into it's it. It's so funny because I know people like you who grew up with the Attitude Area that are like, oh, The Rock's back. Hell yeah. I'm pumped. I'm in. And then I know people that are like, fuck you, Rock. You're ruining Cody's story. Uh, I've been on record <laughs> many times to say I do not care about Cody Rhodes as much as most people. I think the story was too force-fed and too manufactured, too cookie-cutter, too easy. But then they brought The Rock in, and everyone goes, oh, Cody's missing his shot. And I thought, well, hey, I don't want to see this guy get screwed at the same time. I mean, we may as well may as well finish this story. That was the first time I felt a little empathy towards Cody. And they did a little weird storytelling, but Cody has now said, yes, it is going to be me against Roman. Um, and The Rock's still there and he's around so they haven't really decided what they're gonna do yet um it's up in the air it's cool i don't triple threat it would be great triple threat i would love that i would love that 
Roman, yeah, Roman's got help from his family for real. And Cody's up against the odds, and he does it against both of them. Cool. Great story. Um, are you going to watch regardless of what Rock does, regardless of the match? Yeah, for sure. What I, are you hoping for? The Raw, I don't, like, that's why part of me was, like, I wonder if they flip, because they flipped the script a lot because Triple H saw this backlash online. I wonder if that was always a part of the script. I think or... this must have been. I don't think he's stupid enough to ruin the story that they've been working on for two years. So obviously all this was already planned. That's where I was kind of skeptical. Mm. I was like, is this like real? And then like the rock does a good job acting, man. He does a good job. This, well, he's a good that actor, we're talking so. about how we don't know. It's like the whole point. And that's how, you know, they're telling a good story because we, they're blurring the lines between what's real and what isn't right. And, that's, that's what, there's SummerSlam in between. No, right? there's Elimination um, Chamber and then Elimination. yeah, and then WrestleMania. That's right. Sorry, it's Elimination Chamber, not SummerSlam. Yeah. So something, my prediction. I don't know what, but my prediction on the story is something's gonna happen that will create a domino effect from Elimination Chamber. Something will happen there. If it's a match, if it involves The Rock and and somebody else. Roman, somebody else, Cody and The Rock maybe are going to fight, make it a number one contenders match. I don't know. I'm throwing that out there. Um, and then Roman Reigns comes out and helps The Rock beat Cody, right? So it sets that up. But then Triple H isn't happy and so tells The Rock to, you know, gives him the old Italian salute uh, because, you know, The Rock's been mouthy to Triple H. And then, you know, then maybe it creates that triple threat match, but in between, maybe the Rock fights Triple H somehow. I don't. I know you said no, that's crazy. Hunter may be done, but there might be something there. Cool. Bring back the attitude, people, mm. right? So there's going to be a few domino effects such as that that are going to lead to this. But in WrestleMania, what I think is going to happen is that there'll be a triple threat match. That that's what it's going to gear up to be. But there's going to be stories in between there that are going to interrupt and keep you distracted and keep you interested, but pump it up. I wish it was just Cody and Roman. I think that would have been, you know, kind of great be. to finish the story. We don't know. It could, yeah, we don't know. But I think The Rock is back for a reason, and I think you're going to see him at WrestleMania. And if it's if we're, if I'm wrong and he's not in that triple threat, he's going to be doing WrestleMania in some degree, involved in some sort of way. Uh, so that that's my take part. Before we let you go, what's your take? What's your prediction? I hope it's Roman Rock. That's the match that I've wanted to see for an extremely long amount of time. That's that's. That's the bloodline story, right? So I think that'd be cool. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, yeah, and I guess I'm kind of down for Cody just to win the belt. So this whole story can can wrap up. Roman can fuck off for a little bit, take a nice long vacation. I do not want to see him. Um, and then all the fans will turn on Cody in like three months because nobody likes a babyface champion. So, Boom. You heard it here. Boom. Alex, thank you. You're right about the time. That's why we don't talk about the time on the air. But we had a lot yeah, to get into. We put a lot of fun. time towards Toronto a little bit, but it was good. We had a good time. Obviously, we had breaking news with Morgan Riley's suspension. People were probably hearing us in the first 20 minutes of the show because pre-record said, these guys have no idea what's coming. They have yeah. no idea what's coming. I promise you, Par, will back, I will, just so you know, it's now 7.13. If you do the math when we were doing this, I can't make that up top of my head. If you do the math, we're at 53 minutes and 47 seconds of recording right now. So do the math of when we were doing the time. We're being honest with you. It was pre-recorded. We did not know. Now we know about Morgan Riley's suspension, and the Leafs are in trouble. Defensively, they are in trouble. 
Uh, but we had a lot of chatter about the Leafs. Uh, if Dane, uh, if Dane was here, we would have went into more of that Olympic chat. But we're in next show. We're gonna have a bit more of that Olympics chat, rosters with trade deadline stuff, and more news just outside of Toronto. That I can assure you. Okay. Uh, but we talked a little WWE. And we did our redraft. Make sure you comment your love, your dislike, whatever below towards us. We love the interaction. But part, I was gonna put you on the spot on one thing before I let you go. You have no idea this is okay. coming because I am gonna start this on shows. It's called the what if or the what if I am thinking of Marvel. Would you rather okay. segment? Mm-hmm. It's called the would you rather mm-hmm. play one-on-one basketball against LeBron James <laughs> or whatever this option is. One-on-one matchup in tennis mm. against Serena Williams. Where do you, who do you think you'll have the best chance to get to beat. Oh, who do I think? <laughs> I don't have a chance against either one of them. I don't think I have. You got to make the prediction. You, you have it's on the line. Who are you? Who are you going to challenge one on one? LeBron or Serena? I think if I was on a basketball court alone, completely by myself, I'd have a better chance at putting the ball in the net than I would on an empty tennis court and keeping it in play with a half decent shot. So just based on that alone, and not who I'm going up against, I'm going to pick basketball on the chance that maybe LeBron's tying a shoe and maybe I can just throw it up over him. Love that. The Would You Rather segment, coming more of these questions are coming soon on this segment as well, and it'll be great for clips. My choice is LeBron all day. I just want to go against LeBron. I just want to talk to him about Fortnite. Serena would take me out. Like, I wouldn't have a chance, man. Like, it would, like I feel like I have a better chance against LeBron than Serena. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I have no chance. Serena Williams, I, I would just bow to her and be like, not a chance. I'm One not of the scariest things I've ever seen on television was it slowed down and showed Serena Williams, like, celebrating, like, fist pumping, like, yeah, bitch. Like, she's, like, screaming. That image just burned into my head. That. That scared me. I was like, I will never be that intense regarding anything ever. She might be one of, if not the one of the best athletes of all. Yeah, time. easy. Mm-hmm. Undertaker. 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 Baby. Yeah. Joey Chestnut. Serena Williams. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Joey Chestnut. Do you think you can beat him in a hot dog eating contest? Yeah. Does maybe that's the next would you rather? Oh. The next would you oh, rather? I'll beat him. All right. <laughs> Oh, God. Parv, thank you, my friend. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we got in the pocket, the last in the pocket of the season. Wow, time flies by. What are we going to do with our agenda? Well, that's up to me and us to decide because it's a hole to fill for sure, but we will fill it. Look what Parv and I did it in an hour. Lots of sports we could talk about here. Parv, thanks, my friend. Obviously, it's been Alex Parr. He is, uh, of course, longtime member of the Game Sports Podcast and, well, He's the man. He's the man with the legend. He's a part of producing shows. He can do very good editing clips. That's all. I'll leave it. I think that clip he did was amazing. Oh, you like that, before. eh? I think that was so funny. Great job. Thank you. That. Thank you. Uh, and the Game Sports Podcast, powered by 91N, is going to take a quick breather. I'm going to have a sip of my beverage, my show, my per show beverage, before we kick off in the pocket. Don't go anywhere. And welcome back to the Game Sports Podcast. Dave McKay continuing to host you this evening on the Game Sports Podcast. Now I'm joined by the usual crew here on the In the Pocket segment, the season finale of the In the Pocket segment. The one and only EJ Russell and Justin Heichel. I'm going to go all the way first to Escanaba, Michigan. The one, the only, as I said, EJ Russell joining us here on In the Pocket. EJ, my friend, how's it going? Yo, and I told somebody I'd say this today, sports be sports. Okay. That's a little shout-out to a local listener here. 
But uh, yeah, happy to be here as always. Um, I have a slightly lesser content beverage today. Um, as last week's file was corrupted for who knows what reasons. But uh, definitely not my own. It's definitely Dave's fault. But happy to be here. And uh, I'm just saying I'm not wearing a hat today because I'm ready for a picture. The crown. Oh, the crown. Um, I was, with, I was going to the employee of the month. Those that know, no, but I'm ready for. <sighs> well, we're saving that for the end now, unfortunately. the I think people are going to get the hint. If you're in the pocket, loyal follower. If you're new, you'll find out soon. The one only EJ has uh, another crown coming his way. Maybe that's what we'll send him is a crown. Justin Heichel, my friends, season finale. You know what that means when football's done? That means you got to start coming back on to other podcast shows. Didn't, didn't say what it. What kind of podcast shows, Dave? Didn't, not saying it. What kind of podcast shows? Other segments. Sorry, I shouldn't say podcast shows. Segments. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. That's your bailout. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, everyone Everyone comes to me for my wealth of basketball knowledge. So that's what I'm here for. <laughs> that's yeah. the best story talk, of all talk, time. Talk <laughs> that's, uh, uh, that's what I got. By the uh, way, um, by the way, I will say this, Hike. Let me interrupt. My March Madness brackets are coming up. You guys want in? Boo! <laughs> yes, Probably though. Probably yes. What, what, Probably what the doing, Dave? We're talking about the basketball. Oh, talking okay. about basketball. <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying the other sport. Madness brackets, you guys are. In. We're talking about gambling. Yes. We're not being perverts. Yeah. <laughs> yes, let's do. Let's do. I'm in on March Madness. I love Mar- March Madness. Go Duke. Go Blue Devils. Uh, Justin, though, sorry, back to you. Season finale of In the Pocket. You've been here since day one, man. You know the In the Pocket segment yeah. has been going strong over six years. We're gonna be hitting seven. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer when we get to this point. I mean, like, yeah, everyone's had fun. It's been a great year. Like, now what? It's We're like the Narcos meme now. Like, what the hell do we do on Sundays? Just stand (laughs) around in our house, look at stuff. USL and XFL emerged. Yeah, Yeah. that did happen. And, I mean, uh, the Elimination Chamber is next weekend, so I can get hard into wrestling again. WWE is something we've been talking about a lot here on the show. Cody now. Rhodes versus Yo. Roman Reigns couldn't be more excited. Yo, yeah, this is going to be a juicy one. I'm uh, I'm all for that. And I mean, uh, I'm real happy that our truth is back, to be honest. That's a uh, big our truth guy right here. <laughs> Lots he's, of he's in Judgment Day, right? Well, I don't know. I said uh, last night. It sure says good. so. Pretty definitive no last night, but I would like to get one of those shirts. I am pretty excited to see what comes after this finale, but that's not reminds now, our listeners though that there's always just, football. Just content so you're aware, speaking of other content, I believe this is true. Our truth is the most decorated WWE championship or champion of all time because of how many times he's won the twenty four seven championship. I yeah. think he's won more titles than anybody else. The greatest WWE champion of all time. I think Gronk, to be honest, was the last person to hold the, or one of the last people to hold the twenty four seven title. He had to, he had to relinquish it to unretire. Oh, Gronk, <laughs> who missed again on his kick, should have bet. Yeah, that. Like, it's, 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 it's can, we, can we talk about that for one that. second? Like, for yeah, the okay, of- so hold. Yeah, yeah. I'll say quick. This is in the block again segment. This is this this segment is actually sponsored by Sports Center Bar and Grill, so Simon Ontario's best sports bar. 
over six years in a row, best wings. This is where everything is football. Don't get confused with our introduction. We are having fun opening the show. It's the finale. If you know the show, you know it. We will get into our pure Super Bowl reaction football content. Now, I've done, I've, I've gave a shout out to our particular sponsor of the segment, Justin. Take the floor. Talk about it with Grox. Make, not making that kick. Uh, like the, all the commercial, like Again. there was a lot of like, there's a lot of promotion that went into that. And then like, like, Come on, Carl Weathers in commercials, like you know, rest in peace. Carl. First of all, rest in peace, Carl Weathers. Thank you. But like then, I... then you cut to like the actual kick, and you're doing it in the parking lot of a fucking Hardee's somewhere. Like, come on, you couldn't like for production value, you couldn't have found something a little better in Vegas to do the yeah. kick. Anything or the field on the better? field. Have you ever well, Hardee's, had a Hardee's fresco burger? They're pretty solid. Never I don't had. think I honestly don't think neither I've have I just in... thought it'd be a good joke. You guys ruined it. <laughs> I, just... I haven't had Hardee's in 25 years <laughs> since the one in uh, I will... Michigan closed. Last time I had Hardee's was actually, I will admit this. They have a decent like sausage, gravy and biscuits breakfast with like some potato sounds, wedges. Solid. Delectable. Solid. Solid. Yeah. Delightful. Some big, good, uh, pep- big... good peppering. I think it's scripted, man. I, I, I people think and I'm wrong. You I think one is. I, I feel like that kick. Like, are you serious? He can't kick that. It's I not feel easy like to he kick. Hey, Gronkowski can barely put a sentence together. <laughs> like, I'm not. Like I, I'm gonna say this. He's not. I'm not saying he's stupid, but he does sound stupid. He is not a great ling- linguist, right? He can't put together words the way that hike you or I can, right? But you can put him on TV, and he can say something smart that sounds stupid, and everybody goes, "Ha ha, Gronk!" Like. If he misses that kick, all of you are like, well, he's not a kicker, but he's still funny. But is there not a slight for you to think that's scripted a little bit? No. Man, no. Professional NFL no, I think he can't did. hit those kicks if they're ga- if they're Yeah, Jake Moody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Well, Gronk missed his kick if you missed it, and there was a lot of things at the field, at the, at the field goal. Yeah, nope. At the Super Bowl that we can discuss, and just to give a quick little recap if you've well, missed it. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl, of course, uh, battling back in that game. The the 49ers obviously couldn't keep up with the GOAT. I'm giving him the GOAT status already. Whoa. I'm getting well, he's not Tom Brady GOAT, but he's gonna be freaking close, if not more. But like he said, he never beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. That's a he's very relevant. Yeah, and he's <laughs> Tom, Mr. Purdy, Mr. Irrelevance, the nickname. That's a funny little little segue there. But the 49ers, the, they lost that football game on a game they had the opportunity to win. But that, I have to give credit to the defenses all around. I was worried this was going to keep being a low-scoring game, but it was good. It was Even though it was low-scoring to kick off the first half and it was kind of more defensive-sounded and, and minded in general is probably what I should say, they – it was entertaining to watch because the defense, you know, was just fantastic to watch. Mahomes, you just knew. You just freaking knew, man. The fourth quarter and overtime, you knew this guy was just going to show up. That is what Mahomes does. And all you conspiracy theorists out there think this was scripted to win the Super Bowl, it wasn't. The only thing I think was scripted was Gronkowski, and I already said that. that I'm probably wrong. There, that Mahomes, you can't freaking write that. I didn't swear. You can't freaking write that. That is just pure talent. That is somebody who is darn good at his position. And if he isn't a quarterback of yours, you're going to hate him. But if you have him on the Chiefs, you're going to love him. But if you love the game of football, you respect what he does because he is, when he's on the field, he makes anything happen. I would just like to say this. Right now, I respect my wife because 
I think when I picked up Macy before the podcast, I think she just took a big old shit right around the stool. And Britt, Britt, come here. Will you come here for a second, please? She just, on her hands and knees to not be in the shot, crawled and picked it up. Can we give Britt a round of applause, please? I'll give her a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you you so much. Um, I think that's also bad on me because one of the dogs definitely just pooped in the house while I was here, so I'm in trouble, but. Patrick Mahomes is certainly getting close to GOAT status. I mean, he's, he's playing great football. I mean, he's about as great as Brittany is, is picking up that dog poop. <laughs> That's talent. Now, Mahomes. Thank you, honey. I'm so sorry. And uh, with Mahomes and the offense on both sides, I feel like when you watch that first drive with McCaffrey, right, you see McCaffrey. He just looked like he was going to turn it on the entire game. I mean, he was great the whole football game, but the the Chiefs defense, you know, despite some careless penalties resulting when you had a, could have had a fourth down, they get a first down out of it. I think both sides made plays that could have been avoidable. And if you thought the Niners were going to win this game easily when you were watching that game, you don't know Patrick Mahomes. You don't know Mahomes. You don't know the Chiefs, man. It's, it is so amazing. To be able to watch, and I had the luxury as a Steeler fan to watch a, I, in my an elite quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, who was able to be clutch in moments. Justin, you saw Peyton Manning. like You're able to see that as a Colts fan. EJ, I won't give you any option really yet, but <laughs> it's Joe coming. Flacco. Joe, Joe Flacco. Flacco. Yeah, this year. Yeah, this year. Joe Flacco, yeah. So, like, it's amazing, though, what you can do with a quarterback that can get the job done for you, man. And not only can Mahomes get the job done for you, he is literally the best quarterback in the NFL. If there was any question to who is the best quarterback, there's your answer. He he stepped up right there the entirety. EJ, I want to go to you for your first for your points that you want to bring up about the Super Bowl before I go over to Justin and we'll feed off each other uh, with that. Uh, my first reaction is that my wife just let the dogs out and Dixie pooped, so it was definitely Macy that pooped inside. Um, again, all the credit in the world. Brittany, I love you. Um, <laughs> All right, the dogs are doing their thing. But, no, this Super Bowl, I will say, was one in the most uneventful of ways. This was one of the more non-cinematic, is the way I'm going to say it, Super Bowls in history, right? Like, remember the Steelers, Cardinals, Santana Holmes, the toe tap. Yeah, baby. The Falcons against the Patriots, Julian Edelman catching that ball barely off the turf. Uh, Titans Rams, you know, reaching out to the one yard line Dyson and no. just missing. Yeah, this Super Bowl didn't give you a true Super Bowl moment until the game was won. And one of the things that I heard early out of um, the world of San Francisco, I don't want to say fans, I don't want to say the team, just the world of San Francisco was that they weren't aware of what the rules were in overtime. Now, I'm going to give one of you guys a second here to look this up while I, while I bring it up what the overtime rules are for the Super Bowl. And one of you guys, please look it up and, and pull it up and read it for us. But if you don't know what the rules are in overtime of the Super Bowl, do you really deserve to win the trophy? Because being a Super Bowl champion is about being one of the most prepared teams and having the right game plan. And if you don't know the rules, I'm sorry, you deserve to lose the Super Bowl. There's a reason that San Francisco has lost the last three Super Bowls that they've been in. And all three have been relatively recently. And I'm not saying it's because 
they're doing anything wrong. I just don't think they're doing the things right to be a champion. Well, Justin, I'll give you the, the first reaction of that. And the Super Bowl rules in overtime, obviously, both teams got to get possession. Uh, it, it, it's it's something that when you're in the game, you got to know. And if you don't know it, if you don't know the specifics and the changes, what, what are you doing? This is this is stuff you got to know. It's your sport. It's the sport you love playing. And they that is something that they drop the ball on, per se. Yeah. I... I don't know. I, I don't. I don't like that narrative. I mean, I get it. I mean, if you don't know the rules, that's it is. But I don't. I Shame on you. So, yeah, like it, it's it, to me, it just seems. It, is it plausible? One hundred percent. It just seems like such a silly. Yeah, if you're a professional coach, you should know the rules. Yeah, like that. Why would you even say it? Come up with a better. Yeah, I don't. You lost. You just lost. I, we lost. It didn't. We got out gamed. You could say I got out coached. You don't yeah. say so, don't say I didn't know the fucking rules. That doesn't how does that help? I thought you? both teams played sloppy. I it yeah. wasn't like it wasn't a spectacular to me, it kind of looked like they were playing a Super Bowl in Vegas. That's I don't know how else to say that. More excited uh, to be in Vegas than playing the game. I, I heard one seen... of the guys on the Niners was hung over. Well, let I... me give you let me give you a couple of the rules. Like I said, so you got both teams got to get possession in the overtime. Each team will have the opportunity to possess the football. Essentially a good way to put it. Each team gets three timeouts during the half. The same timing rules that apply at the end of the second and fourth regulation quarters also apply at the second. And yeah, it's a 15-minute quarter, right? Exactly. If they're yeah. still winning at the end of the fourth over uh, overtime uh, quarter, uh, there will be another coin toss and play will continue until a winner is declared. If the score is still tied at the end of the overtime period, is what the words that they use, quote unquote, or if the second team's initial possession has not ended, the teams will play another overtime period and will continue to play regardless. Uh, there's a two minute intermission. Uh, the team that lost the first overtime coin toss will either choose to possess or select the ball, which way they'll defend, unless the team that won the coin toss deferred that choice so there's multiple rules but ultimately okay it is different in, in in terms of well each team gets possession of that football if the Niners score a touchdown the Chiefs have an opportunity to score the touchdown if the Niners get a field goal but then the Chiefs get a field goal we're tied the play keeps going that, that that's the only like you got to understand those part of the rules and if you Get a touchdown, 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 and you keep going. Guess what? Possession continues to flip until somebody doesn't get that touchdown. And if the Niners get a, a field goal and the Chiefs get nothing, game's over. And you Very simple. Like, even if you were like that unsure of the rules, you couldn't ask one of the reps. Like, I mean, it's the Super Bowl. There's 17 extra linesmen out on the field. Like, there's. You're getting you five hundred a game. Like, you couldn't ask one of those guys that's getting paid a couple hundred G's up in the press box as your coordinator. Like, hey, could someone Google this? You know, <laughs> so like, I think I think the big controversy when it comes to Niners fans is that the first score of overtime was the Jake Moody twenty-seven yard field goal, and I think that they thought first score wins. And the sad part is, is after the lockout and what was it, it was like 2018, 2019, yeah, but even, like, yeah, I was gonna say even that's when old. they changed it to like, no, if you kick a field goal in the regular season, that doesn't win the game. 
It's not first not score wins down. unless yeah. it's a touchdown. touchdown. If yeah. now if the Niners go down and score a touchdown, game's over. Yep. Now I don't like the overtime system, but the I Niners love flubbed up. The Niners flubbed up, and did they not choose to receive the ball? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that a mistake? Let's talk about that. Like, yeah, to I, me, honestly, and we talked to a couple of guys. I would have. I'll say on. this: my my buddy asked me to bring this up. I said this wholeheartedly. I would have taken the ball, absolutely. But your guys' thoughts? I would. I would have waited because you got like if you're the overtime rules allow you that opportunity to match, mm-hmm. like to see what you're working with. Yeah, you know, see what if they're gonna come. Like, yeah, so but you don't. You don't think if you're the Niners and all those offensive pieces you have, you had four or five players with over a thousand scrimmage yards this year. You don't think you would have taken the shot to score the first no. touchdown? I no. think I would have. No, here's why. No, if, especially if I'm the Chiefs. If, if I'm the Chiefs, 100%. If I'm the Chiefs, no, you take it. Let's see. Yeah, because Mahomes is is very good under pressure, but he's better under clutch, and there's a difference. Mahomes is good under pressure, better under clutch, which means that if he needs to step up, he will. He has that pedigree. Brock Purdy will eventually get to that point i think i think he will win a super bowl well, why are we saying he will he is mr irrelevant and just brought his team to the precipice of a super bowl can we please admit now that brock purdy is legit he's done yes. this for two straight years yes he's okay. legit 100 percent. what other like, he's done more than i think I mean, he's I'm, done more I'm than just, kenny pickett has if I'm, you're I'm throwing pick. i'm throwing this off the cuff here but yeah, i think he he's done more than any other quarterback that was drafted it in is, the first round of that draft. It is so correct correct yeah, that's correct. But I mean, honestly, it's a good line. I'm not. I am not taking that football first. I don't even care. If, like for if I'm the Niners, you don't take that ball first because of what I mentioned about Mahomes. I think I know. I think you do take the ball first there, because if you can go down with the the skill that that team has, okay, I'm gonna trust my offense to go down and score a touchdown because now you're gonna force Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey and all those great pieces that they have to potentially make a decision that they're uncomfortable with because they have to go for it on fourth. I think it's not a bad call. Justin, like I, I, I'm a, I'm a deter. I look at, when I look at football and I'm not a coach in football, of course, obviously you've played uh, 99 times out of a hundred. Dave, I'll agree with you. But in this instance, I don't No, And that's yeah, good. I, I, and I mean, I'm and in regular time, I'm taking the ball. That's every time in this situation. I, I'm honestly not, and my gut reaction is no because I want to see what they're going to do. Yeah, and but I, mean, to, but I mean to EJ's point too. I mean, then you're playing from behind. Like you've got you've got the gun to your head, so they know you have to get a touchdown. Yeah, so they can like hold it, back. it's like it, it's an interesting put the gun to their head before they put it to yours. It's like playing Russian roulette, but knowing where the bullet is. And it's, it's tricky. It's tricky because you're starting fresh. There's no momentum really right there, right? So it's. That's a good point. That's you know it's, that's, it, that's it's a, a tricky point. one. I mean, honestly, this is you could debate this forever. I don't know that there's 49ers fans, there's no right answer to it. But I will wholeheartedly stand by take the ball first there. Comment below what you think would the what you would have done. Honestly, I just because of a good debate. Can we do like Dave? This. Can we put a poll? Yeah, I we think we should do a poll, poll. reaction. I, I put think... a poll on our TikTok page too. Even it, I put can... it on the TikTok page. Who takes do you take or not take the ball? My answer, EJ's given his, Heiko's given his. I am t- I'm giving the ball to Mahomes first because I feel like he's better under the clutch than under pressure. And there's now a- can I ask you a question? Yeah. Out of everyone on the podcast that's made decisions involving games this year, who's been most accurate? You by a not we're not going there yet, but you ah. <laughs> 
I, I'm trying I, to give you the segue, buddy. You know who? You know who wasn't a standout for me in the game was Pacheco. I feel like that entire game, Pacheco was arguing. Was I don't, I don't want to say crybaby mm. mentality, but he wasn't running the ball effectively. He wasn't what he he had under seventy yards and twenty carries, whatever it was. He got a I, couple first downs when they needed to get first downs. And yeah, I felt he got. I'm with Hike. I think he got big first downs. He wasn't an impact player on the score sheet, though. The no. Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is a tricky one because this like it's a true test of a team, right? Like it's got to be the team has to win, and it's not about Pacheco's stat line. I mean, it's not about Kelsey's stat. No one went into it and said Marquez Valdez Scantling is going to be the Super Bowl hero. I mean, there's probably a couple guys got him on the DraftKings that are pretty happy with the bank account right now. But you know what I mean? The the majority of us didn't say he's going to be the guy. He's the guy today. The guy that got cut from the Jets and, you know, or traded from the Jets at the beginning of the year. I'm not, I will say this. I'm not surprised that it's him, but I'm surprised that it is him. I think he has a ton of potential, but he screws up a lot. Like, uh, good for him. I mean, congratulations. What a game. Buffalo, he had those drops. Was it that game? So, I think, and it's unexpected play too, right? You knew as soon as Patrick called that hot, he was not looking anywhere else but to him. There was, but you know what? Though I want to give a, Patrick. Uh, you're on a first name basis yeah. with the State Farm agent now. Come on, Dave. <laughs> Jesus! Like a Patrick. shout out to KC's offensive line because, Yo. like, they couldn't. Mahomes was almost untouchable back there most of that second half of the game. That was. Can we also give Chris Jones a little bit of love? I thought he played with a lot of passion that game. So much. He didn't. He didn't end up on the score sheet a lot with tackles for losses or sacks or anything like that. But you could see he was making a big impact in that first half. He was, he was a menace out there. On the other side was Bosa. Like when you see that guy, Bosa out, had a nice game too. And yeah, I feel like they both had great first halves, and then defensively, everything kind of quieted down in that second half. Nobody played good football in the second half. Just me, if I was a quarterback and I saw Bosa chase me, I'd be fucking scared shitless, man. I'm like, yeah, nah, you know what the best part about that question is? Which one? Which one would you rather? Like, you know what's funny? We started a segment on our previous segment called Would You Rather? And in that question, we asked, would you rather play against LeBron James one-on-one or Serena Williams one-on-one? What would you rather do? LeBron James. And, and everyone, LeBron. That was LeBron, yeah. 100%. Like I think Serena would make an example of the <laughs> fact that I was thinking it's a good idea to do that. And LeBron can't really play insulting. tennis. Serena Williams can play tennis. Uh, yeah, so, what sport are we playing? If we're playing like baseball, oh. I'm still taking Serena. Like if we're playing beer darts, I'm taking like me over LeBron. Bas- know, their own sports, basketball and tennis. So let me ask. Let, you, be, yeah. What you rather? Would you rather get t- chased down by Jones? No, well, it's different different example but let's just use that as an example jones or bosa me yeah jones you're gonna see it coming Bosa's gonna hit you on the backside and you're never gonna see him <laughs> yeah. jones is coming right in your gut and you're just gonna be like <laughs> take chris jones all day like you can answer that yeah i'm gonna go with the chris jones one honestly that's i don't bosa like you can't prepare for it because you don't know where he's coming from I would take both over over TJ Watt. Not gonna lie, as a Steeler fan, I've watched. Who Watt was the defensive team. player of the year? By the way, was it TJ Watt this year? Yeah, it was. Sure was. Well, I thought it was, was Miles it? Garrett. No, no, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> Miles Garrett was the defensive player of the year. NFL coach of the year was Kevin Stefanski. Oh, Assistant yeah. coach of the year oh, yeah. was Jim Schwartz, 
And comeback player of the year was Joe Flacco. Clean sleep sweep for the Cleveland Browns at the NFL Honors this year. Dave, don't you dare try to tell me I'm wrong. I was going to say, because I was pretty sure it You're was right. not. Yeah, yeah, TJ, TJ Watt, Max Crosby, now, what, Micah Parsons were the other, were the other guys. So the what you saw, what Dave, you or, probably yeah. saw was a lot of the memes that are coming out, and people are like, oh, how is Miles Garrett the defensive player of the year? Because you go and you look at the stats. TJ Watt did do better in every single statistical category. Yeah. But look at my, – Micah Parsons actually gave a good take on it. He goes yeah, – yeah. You saw this, Dave. He goes, he's the best player on the best defense, and he impacted plays that didn't count in statistics. Miles Garrett, defensive player of the year. Yo, so if Garrett. Micah Parsons says that, you take it. Miles Garrett was a game changer out there absolutely every game. Every, every yeah. play that he's on the field, he's, a he's doing freak, something. Man, that's also another. He's the new Aaron Donald. Freak, man, freak. All these guys that like you can go back in time to Erlacher, uh, even Dawkins as a safety man. I love Brian. Ooh, Dawkins. Good pull with Brian Dawkins, dude. dude Dawkins come down I to the box people, and just smack you. I was in the kitchen one time. My parents' house, and the TV was a little bit. He away. was in the kitchen and then he met Brian Dawkins and he wasn't. You just hear it. Like the guy was a truck. Like it was, it's wild. It's wild. But I apologize. I got the Watt got Garrett thing wrong. But nonetheless, there's, there's guys. And we started the what you, what, what would you rather segment in our other segment? We'll have to start introducing it in this segment next year when we start it. Uh, would you, would you rather JJ Watt's hair from the first half of the game or JJ Watt's hair from halftime on? Halftime, halftime on. Halftime on. So in the Super Bowl, obviously, uh, there was more storylines that came out. Let's talk about Usher for a moment. Uh, I don't, we don't have to go too much on this topic if you want to. I want to give it a little bit of a point because, you know, when Usher was announced as a Super Bowl uh, halftime show, there was question where like, oh, people wished it was Taylor Swift or people wished it was someone else. I, I, as much as I think Taylor would be a great halftime show, she'll never do it. She doesn't need to. Okay. She's too big for that. Let's just say how it is. She is. I don't think she will down the road in the future, maybe um, when she's retiring. But when it comes to Usher, um, I, I enjoyed the halftime show. I think for what I, I'm not a big fan of Usher. I don't jam to Usher. I know some of his songs. I know obviously a good amount of his songs. I'm not like massive on Usher. But I respect him as an artist. and He's a hell of a dancer. He put on a good show, I think. He had the rollerblades, the jacket. He had dancers going on. He had, obviously, Lil John show up. He had Alicia Keys show up, which, you know, obviously, I don't think Swiss Beats was really liking what, uh, you know, Usher was dancing behind uh, Alicia Keys. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Overall, I do grade the Super Bowl uh, halftime show as a, I give it a B minus. That may be a little bit high. Uh, it's not not even close to the best halftime show I've seen. Not even close. But I don't think it was bad. I think for Usher's sake, it, he did pretty good. I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I've learned a couple of years ago. I'm not here for the halftime shows anymore. <laughs> That's not having it. EJ, what are you biting for? What are yeah. you biting for? What are you biting you for? You couldn't have been more wrong. I was up and dancing and getting it. <laughs> my my wife, right? We were watching the Super Bowl together at my favorite establishment, Most Pub. Most Pub. And uh, they're, they're friends of the show. We get to say that for free here. But uh, was, like we were watching it, and as soon as I saw Little John, I looked to this lady in my left, like, and I was like, I was like, 20 bucks says Ludacris is up in the next 60 seconds. <laughs> She's like, no way. <laughs> It's two seconds after. 
Watch out, uh, my outfit's ridiculous, and the club looking so conspicuous, and How wow, these hair? women all on the prowl. Dude, I raw, I was like right there, lyric for lyric, just getting it, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking like, uh, uh, like... Oh, yeah, some dancing for the camera. Yeah. My <laughs> wife was so embarrassed by my behavior, it was fantastic. I couldn't have been more proud of myself. What a great halftime show. Anybody... That graduated between 2000 and 2007. If you didn't like that halftime show, you're on American. I did like it. I just didn't have seen better. I think it was. Or non Canadian, for that matter. I was surprised people. I, 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 was, I wasn't a fan, but I mean, I'm just a rock guy. That's where I'm at with it. I can Dude, that halftime show slapped. That was. The sick. little John appearance, like I was doubt that pretty well sold me on it. The first half was a little slow. Uh, the, the, the beginning, skates. the beginning, if you didn't know Usher, the beginning took a minute. Yeah, like I, but the roller skates was impressive. The Alicia Dude. Keys bit, I was. As soon as I saw on. Alicia Keys, I mean, bang, I was there. But the uh, little John Ludacris, that kind of threw me back to the old Need for Speed Underground days. Little so. Jermaine Dupri. Oh, Everybody thought that was yeah. Charles Barkley at first. It was you not. Fools, that was Jermaine Dupri. However, apparently there's new Charles Barkley music coming. That uh, that crossed Ricky my Twitter feed earlier today. That's uh, my information. Also an Atlanta guy, isn't he? I believe so. I don't know. So, overall... Might, might know his basketball team, though. You'll have to tune into our next show to find out. Uh, I Honestly, I got to see you brought up the two, the graduates. We, we're close to the same age, EJ, and Justin and I. We're all, we're all close to the same age. And you all grew up, if you went to the bar, you heard Usher. Yeah, you heard, oh, my God. Um, I'm DJ... Oh my God! Falling in love. Oh my God! Uh, John and Blake. Alicia Keys. Yes, there's there's so much more. I'm just thinking on the spot here, but it, it's it was overall entertaining. I know the hate online. Burn. We there was the worst half. No, it wasn't. The people that said it was the worst halftime show ever are the people that just don't like his music. Those are the people that watch. are wrong. They're wrong. Hundred percent. Uh, yeah, it was not definitely not the. It just it was not my jam. Rihanna's was worse. Like, I, I love the Eminem one. That's not everyone's jam. I love the M and M one is probably oh. the most controversial, but I thought I honestly like I enjoyed M and M's really well. I thought this slapped harder because it hit a lot more check boxes for all across the board than the M and M showed it. Rihanna's, but I thought M and M's had the most talent. I know Rihanna. Like, how long was Fifty Cent hanging upside down in the M and M one? Is like facts that I want to know. So much hate last year. I, isn't I that the same that. amount of time that he did in the music video that he filmed for that? Isn't that the? Isn't that the gimmick there that in the uh, video wasn't he hanging upside down doing sit ups? Yeah, I think that's the reference there. There you know, EJ. See the fans that know Fifty Cent. No, see, I don't know if you're a big fan of Fifty Cent, but I'm a fan of it. Also known as Curtis Jackson. Yes, that are wondering. Now the Prince one was pretty good. That's probably if I'm yeah, that's like probably my all time. Yeah, but he made the guitar too much like a weird. It was weird. Lady Gaga, I'm not a purple rain in the rain. Like that's pretty good. That was dope. Or uh, hold on, the best halftime show of all time is Janet Jackson's boob. (laughs) True or false? I saw this many. Favorite halftime show is the Dr. Dre one with Eminem. Not going to lie. Kendrick Lamar, all those guys showed up. I'll, I'll go this one for me. The Usher halftime show is probably my new favorite. That's good. See, I like to hear that because I it wasn't that slapped bad. for me. It was good. It wasn't bad. Like, like People didn't like the weekends either. They're wrong. That was so good, too. He had the same kind of. Yeah, but the vibe. weekend is too much for young people, not so yeah. much yeah, us and above. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. 
Overall, though, guys, the Super Bowl, I want to give our grades to go around. We talked about the game. Obviously, the Chiefs won the big win at the end. Overtime, we saw a little extra football, a little controversy in terms of some people not understanding overtime. Kyle Shanahan not pulling off in the Super Bowl, shades of losing or being up 28-3. Not as much, but still losing in the Super Bowl. With a very talented team, very talented offense, defense. Purdy's the real deal. McCaffrey's still McCaffrey. Ayuk, and I, I'm a big Debo fan. He was great for me in fantasy this year. I, 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 I despite some injury, this is a team that you know is going to be good. Still next year, the Chiefs are going to be good. The Lions are going to be good next year. Very excited, looking forward to what next year is going to bring. But the overall grades on the Super Browns. Bowl, I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off for grades on the Super Bowl. I'm going to give it a. I'm going to give it a B. Plus, I had to I had to hesitate there for a minute. I'm going to give it a B plus because and I'm hard on that plus. I'm more on the B, but I am going to say B plus because I did it. I did say it. I, I like it because I think defense really shone in this game. We saw a little bit of overtime. We saw a little clutch performance by Mahomes. Um, we saw uh, a good halftime show in general. Uh, even the post or the pregame with Post Malone playing. I thought that was really cool. I'm a Post Malone fan. Uh, as well, so they're they're. I think Reba did a fantastic job with the. Yes, I'm too. so glad you said that because right? it is technically a felony to embellish the national anthem, and she almost played that thing note for Perfect. note. I looked. Britt is even here. She's she's cooking right now. But hey, was I not impressed with Reba? Say it louder. Yeah, yeah. I was. I almost always complain about the national anthem. Did I complain? Yeah. No. That's my wife right there. She knows. You did it. Rebo nailed it, dude. I don't, I don't think it. that I don't I might be wrong on this, but I also think the flyover was like an all female flyover for the first time, and I don't think that got any mention. Oh shit. Uh, I it? believe it was I believe it was, and I think they did mention it. Because I'm too I I'm, I'm an Air Force vet. There's no way I didn't like, like, I'm I didn't, pretty sure you're right. I didn't catch it, but I knew going in, like I watched a whole like thing on it, like a half an hour thing talking about the how fired up these chicks were. If stuff. it wasn't this cool. one, it was a different one. But I know that this has happened, though. I did not know that. Thank you for sharing that. No, that's really cool. Big no, fan. Hike's 100% on that. But I'm going to give it a B because of everything. But if you talk about the game in general, or sorry, B plus because of everything. The game, I still say B plus because it had defense in there. It had some offense, clutch moment. It had the storylines we wanted. Uh, I, I, I like the Super Bowl. It was really entertaining. EJ, go up. I was going to go B- minus because I thought the game didn't have an iconic Super Bowl moment. Um, I thought play was sloppy, but it was still a good game. Nowhere were you not interested in what was happening, but I, I was going to give it a C plus or a B-. minus. I'll give it a B because, Dave, you said it, Reba McIntyre. Like, th- that is one of my favorite national anthems that I've ever heard, and I thought that Usher – I mean – Dude, I chirped. I'm gonna get. I I chirped Reba. Not chirped. That's not the right. He was term. sick when he when he was a coach. When she was a hired as a coach on The Voice, I was like, I don't good know call. Voice, but it was. I watched The Voice. I'm like, yep. I don't like call. country music that often, but it's Reba McIntyre, I can listen to. And I honestly, being a veteran, like they they tell you, like it's a felony to embellish the national anthem. She sang that thing, note no. for note, minus the very very end, which. You're allowed to get a little personal there for throw a flare feel. Put a little feel on it based on the crowd. I thought she did that well. And um, no, I really do have an appreciation for the way that she sang it. Like Whitney Houston has the greatest national anthem yeah. of all time. Yeah. But Buffalo, I'm gonna tell you Buffalo that Super Bowl, right? It Buffalo. was it was all about emotional. 
yeah. all about emotion with Whitney Houston. But after that, take away the emotion of the moment. I thought this was my favorite national anthem of all time. Hands well, down. Well said. So, so, nothing wrong with the nice, clean, you know what I mean, presentation. And EJ's Sing American. The notes. Listeners, this is everybody knows. And it's my anthem. EJ yeah, Russell it's a good one. American. It's such a good one. EJ like, is American. By Frederick Scott Key. Like if I don't know if you're not like ready to rock and roll after that, you'd name me another national anthem where bombs are bursting in the air, baby. We're coming. Yeah, they're for t- you. they're too busy oh. trying to fit no appropriate politically correct things in ours. So I had to bite my tongue a lot and not say anything. And I next thing you know, we can't say bombs bursting there, in so. air because air refers to a male. Yeah, well, guys, heir to the Can- throne. If you were a Canadian, they couldn't even talk about bombs bursting because they'd have to carbon tax it. So, no, if you were talking about bombs bursting in Canada, you'd have to register it first. Yeah, uh, well, we'd have to have the money to spend on the bombs. Of course. The <laughs> Although I will say this, I'm all, I'm always really surprised, and not to get political, and I'm not trying to be. I'm always really surprised about gun laws in Canada because y'all hunt a lot. It's it's kind of a shit show. But, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but like, yeah, the people. There's some wanna... silly rules. Yeah, there are, but yeah, they are. But the rules aren't necessarily super enforced. So because there's nobody there. To enforce. <laughs> yeah. So it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, Justin, your grade. <laughs> um, I want to give it like a hard C, but Ooh. the refing crew is what saved it for me. And we're going to give it like a B minus. I'm going to copy they EJ here. They were good. The, the refs out there, they just let them play. It's like the refs were sitting there the entire time. Like, hey, listen, guys, if this Vegas thing is going to be like pretty regular, maybe if we don't stir it up too much here, they'll just have us back and we can just keep keep coming back to Vegas for the Super Bowl. You know, nice, lightly called game. They had, they called a few shots when they had to, but they stayed out of it. Um, and to me, that, I mean, you just kept the clock rolling at times when the game was getting a little Let tough. them play the game. Yeah, like they just, they let it go. Um, it, they had a real good feel for the game and how it was going. It was well-officiated game. Um, and I was dropping bombs on the refs most of the season. I think that's a really good compliment. I thought that... I. Heichel, I'm glad you brought that up. I thought that really was a well officiating. I honestly, for the amount of flack refs got publicly this year, the amount of conspiracies I was trying to fire up with them, like I thought, any any other championship we're going to watch through the rest of this year, we're going to be talking about some officiating. This one was nice, clean, no problems. Good to yep. see you out there. Um, congratulations. It was good old fashioned football. Yeah, it was. I mean. Defensive football always doesn't make for good cinema, and I agree with EJ in saying there wasn't really a Super Bowl moment, but a good football game nonetheless, and the better team won, and uh, Andy Andy Reid got his cheeseburgers. So he did, and Taylor Swift had 1% of screen time, just so everybody knows. Boo! Boo you for bringing up Taylor Swift. Yeah, we only got like, and we only got like two American commercials up north here, so. By the way, you want to hear something kind of funny? trailer. Deadpool trailer, man. Oh, that I'm was solid. Solid. Yeah. We got we got that one, and we got the Kawasaki commercial. With you know what I thought was really funny? So <laughs> so we funny. were sitting there. My wife and I were sitting there at Moe's Pub at 6 o'clock, right, to, to get prep for the game, get our seats. At, like, 6.10, a Riverside Auto Group commercial comes on, and, I, and, I, and I'm like, babe, watch this. And, like, 15 seconds in, there comes my ugly mug for a good five, six, seven seconds of the commercial. <laughs> if the bar didn't give me a standing ovation for that stupid commercial right before the Super Bowl, it was kind of cool. 
Oh, that's said, he, he got one of the cash cannons firing out business cards. <laughs> uh, fellas, by the okay. way, if you need a business card, I got one right here. There it is. Look one only. Shameless salesperson. I always have one in my pocket. Come on, boys. So, a couple points that we'll bring up. I want to do the pick'em results, and then I'm going to do a quick announcement of all the reward winners before we go. Uh, and if there's any roundtable, we could. But the pick'em results, uh, Justin Heichel can announce. Remind everyone, right. Justin is the regular season champion. Just so everybody knows, credit there. The yeah, regular no one, season Yeah, champion. listen, it's that's the most. If you understand the jokes with Indianapolis and hanging banners, that's the most suiting <laughs> thing that could possibly happen to me. Uh, so um, yeah, so uh, EJ took it home. Uh, first place, finished season uh, with 178 points. This is the closest our pick'em has ever finished. This is, uh, I will say this, I'm, I'm sitting here being all braggy, like, hey, hey, Money Man Zill. This is the coolest finish of all time. Yeah, it's the best. I'm mad, but it's like uh, two points from, you know, like, EJ one seventy eight, Dave one seventy seven. I finished one seventy six. That's crazy. Um, honestly, next, is that sixty two percent? Sixty one next year. I think all three of us, be... all three of us finished at sixty two percent this year. It is the first time in the game sports podcast in the segment series ever where we have had a one two three finish all dictated by one and two points. First time ever. Normally, I crush them, and unfortunately, I didn't. Next year, I think we all try to keep it under 100 losses. <laughs> Good goal. Ooh, no, you know what we should do? Or try to tie. We gotta, we gotta, no, we got to find a new way to do scoring involving the predictions of the games. So if you're off by X, oh, let me work through this. We'll workshop it. <laughs> but like, if, you're, if you're like three points off, that's a one-point loss. If you're seven points off, that's a two point. But we have to figure out how to calculate that. It it'll be complicated. Yeah, we'll work through it. Help us with that. Right yeah. now, it doesn't matter because all you need to know if you want to pick them, listen to me, not them. It was again. A, you still it's, owed a trophy for the third year in a row. It's still no, 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 not a trophy, buddy. Uh, it's a, the crown, right? It's a belt. It's a belt. It's a, the belt. Uh, I want the belt. Hey, I will say this though: what a lot of fun this year was in the pick them segment. I mean, every friggin week from like week five on it was a battle i had the most fun this year doing the pick them that i had every other year well, it's, when it's close like that it just keeps it silly some weeks i mean like we can... i made stupid picks this year just to try to compete yeah otherwise i would have crushed you all and we weren't biased this year i know like i picked against the steelers yeah, this year. Was. a good amount of time I got I, I I picked against them. I know EJ and I had a couple bets. EJ still owes me hot chicken wings. He has to eat five of them. I don't know if he remembers that. He doesn't remember that. No problem. Order them up. <laughs> I, you, think you think I'm afraid of chicken wings? Uh, hot you gotta eat five wings. You ever oh. seen no no free ads on this show? But has anybody ever seen hot ones? Yes. Yeah. Did oh, I'd run the gauntlet? No problem. Let's go. I would love to do that show. Love it. I would love to do it with him. I know. Dave, bye. Here's what we'll do. Yeah, you can buy. You buy, kits. yeah, buy two kits, and we'll eat them. And I will go you versus me, wing for do wing. Have any? You have. Or we so? should do two. We should do two shows. Love or actually, that. no, we should do one show, and Heichel is the moderator. No, right, just, and he'll ask got, you a question and me the point. same question. I, I got, got some East, East Coast stuff that I got on right now. This is uh, um, closer. 
Oh, Red Claw. They, oh, that's that oh, looks spicy. Um, so it's uh, from the East Coast. They make it with um, potatoes. No free ads. It sounds a lot less spicy now. But uh, no, it's got a real good zing to it. It's I, good I, normally, mango. spicy is made with peppers. Not well, potatoes. it's also got it's also got peppers, but um, <laughs> it's got that like the Russian potato juice in it. There, I got the ghost. Oh, so it's filled with steroids. Well, yeah, a little bit of Russian gas. America. Nonetheless, the the last thing I want to bring up before, and I'm gonna go through this quickly, uh, just to remind everyone of all the rewards that. But we want to keep this show pure Super Bowl reaction. Most valuable player, Lamar Jackson, Offensive Player of the Year, Christian McCaffrey, Defensive Player of the Year, da da da, Miles Garrett. Not TJ <laughs> Offensive Rookie of the Year. This is the easiest choice of the season. I bet Where did he go to college? OH. Very good quarterback. Texans uh, defensive end Will Anderson Jr. wins Defensive Rookie um, of the Year. Comeback Player of the Year. Come on, the Browns. Say hey, the Browns get the attack. The Flack attack. We Joe cleaned Flacco. up, man. We cleaned up at the NFL Awards. Joe Flacco, Coach of the Year. Coach Kevin Steph. Stefanski, wow, almost said that wrong. Would have been a shame. Uh, Walter, uh, Walter Paint Man of the Year. Got to go with my Steelers defensive tackle, Cameron Hayward. Uh, By the way, he is a Buckeye, but I hate him because he's a Steeler. But out of everyone that was eligible for the Walter Paint Man of the Year award, congratulations to Cam Hayward. He has deserved this for such a long time, and it is yeah. he's going to wear that patch the rest of his career, whether he retires this year or not. Um, it is, in my opinion, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award is the most important award of the year because it's not just about being a good player. It's about being a good person, a good humanitarian. Uh, congratulations to Cam Hayward. Great. Assistant Coach of the Year, Browns Offensive Coordinator, Jim Schwartz. FedEx Air and Ground Players of the Year, Brock Purdy and McCaffrey. Uh, there's more awards. I'll only name a few more here. Art Rooney Sportsmanship Awards. Seahawks Bobby Wagner. Celebration of the Year went to Giants quarterback Tommy DeVito with his Italian-inspired celebration. And Moment of the Year, CeeDee Lamb's 91-yard touchdown reception from Dak Prescott. was. I, uh, I personally was, would like to amend the Moment of the Year to when the Cowboys got knocked out by the Packers and the world applauded. Yes. And let's say last, I think this is a good way to end the show, rank Patrick Mahomes in terms of top quarterbacks of all time as of today. Where does he sit? What number? Don't say who's ahead, who's behind. What number are you putting him at? And if I'm going to give you a number, I am putting him at number uh, – people think I'm crazy. Number three. I'm putting him at number three right now of all time, and he's not even done yet. EJ. I think number three is a bit early. Um, I will say that wholeheartedly, I believe that Patrick Mahomes had the greatest start to an NFL career that any quarterback has ever had. Um, and the sky doesn't even look like it's close to the limit. I, I mean, we're looking <laughs> at the stars, the sun and, and other galaxies. Um, to be Tom Brady is an incredible feat to be Joe Montana, Terry Bradshaw, or even Joe. You know, Joe Namath is a very difficult thing to do. Um, You know, there's only one guy to ever beat Peyton Manning twice in the Super Bowl, and that's Eli. You know, Patrick Mahomes has never really had that adversary yet, and I think that there is a chapter to his career that needs to be had. Um, I think that in order to be considered the greatest of all time, you need to have a little bit of adversary or uh, adversity. Excuse me. You need to have an adversary. To play against and and for Peyton Manning that was Eli and the New York Giants 
uh, in the way of accomplishing some of the greatest things in NFL history. So I think that Patrick Mahomes definitely, I will agree, has or, or say, and if you don't agree, I don't care, but I, I think we can all agree that he has had the greatest start to any of NFL quarterback in history, minus maybe Brock Purdy. Um, and, and I wish him all the success in the world. And I think that he is going to have a great career. And I think that um, we are going to see the Super Bowl matchup again in the next five years, so long as these teams can keep their core together. I think the Niners are going to have a harder time doing it than the Chiefs. The Chiefs have managed to win three Super Bowls with the core that they have, including losing pieces every year, which is hard to do when you win championships. Um, but uh, congratulations to Travis Kelsey, Cleveland Heights guy. Go Browns. Uh, go Cleveland. Uh, you know, anybody that knows me on this podcast, know if you're from Cleveland, I'm with you. We ride or die together. So congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, congratulations to Jason Kelsey for having what looked like a fantastic weekend um, <laughs> and time guys with, the Ray, with the Ray Mysterio mask and the yeah. Kansas City Chiefs overalls. There oh, was, oh, I oh. saw this funny meme. It's like, here's to you and me, you and me, you and me, and your friend Steve. And it's just Jason Kelsey with the Ray Mysterio mask, <laughs> like just tearing it up. It's, the guy was rocking out to Adele, man. The guy was singing Adele. He was listening by to the way. Adele. Adele is a Cleveland Browns fan, if you didn't know, because her husband is. Oh, well, she's forced. There. she's forced. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, Love love you all. Happy NFL year. Happy to win the title again. Dave, I expect my wrestling belt three times. Uh, send it next week. <laughs> Justin. I want a red Wolf? one, a blue one, and a black one, just like in the WWE. Give me all three. Ooh, ooh, Undisputed all universal champion, CJ <laughs> Russell. Justin, where does – Mahomes land on, as they're saying, the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. I mean, I, I agree with EJ that three might be a little overzealous right now. I'm, he's I'm not on he's Mount been, Rushmore yet. He's top 10 for sure. I would consider him top 10. I wanted to say top 15, but I think that's a little low. A top 10 I have a hard sure. time putting him in front of Warren Moon, though. Warren Moon. Jeez. Good. Yeah, like there's, just... there's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of good ones. <laughs> like a lot of a lot of the quarterbacks on that like that top ten list didn't get gifted Andy. Ben Roethlisberger, I think. Like, like I'm not guys, a big Ben guy, but some guys know. had to like chew and claw their way through and earn those spots. And some guys, like I think, it Purdy feels be- like Mahomes was gifted, even though when you look at the tape, he's not being given anything. No, he's not like the. <laughs> he has to work for absolutely everything. I just think that the Andy Reed and him, like that relationship, just that, that was the key to his success. Both By the ways. way, does anyone else get, get away with yelling at Andy Reed other than Travis Kelsey? No. I I, 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 other I than lot, maybe Patty, Patty Mahomes. I see a lot of people on the internet so have an issue, issue with that, but I, I don't really have an issue. with. I that. had no issue with that. That's your best player. One of the captains on your team telling you, give me the ball. If like, you're not a good enough coach that you can't hear that and listen to it and be constructive, then you're not a good coach. That's, that's why I love like Andy Reid. Like you want stuff like that. First, like if you and you, you hear what Andy Reid said in in the post game interview, he's like, "I love that." Yeah, that's exactly, and that's how you should, and that's why Andy Reid is successful. That's why guys like him are still around. I mean, he's like, it's funny because he's like the anti Bill Belichick in a sense, but like some guys are either like 
they're either the all players coach guy or the the all like military. I think Andy Reid's a good blend of the two. Closing in on a multi. Andy Reid's like, hey, let's go get a couple of cheeseburgers. But if you don't know how to eat these right, don't eat these fucking cheeseburgers with me. He's just an old school players coach. He's a players coach, but he's not letting you down easy. I don't think that's. I mean, honestly, if if that didn't work to Kelsey, you want Andy Reid up in your face afterwards? I don't. He's bigger than Kelsey. You wouldn't have Andy <laughs> Reid. You'd have Mama Kelsey in your face. Well, true. Now, fellas, this has been the season finale of In the Pocket. Another season has come and passed, and it's been um, it's been a treat as always. We've had a good time on this season, and before you know it, we'll have next season going again. Uh, there's a lot of. As everybody knows, there's a lot of big things coming up with the uh, with the show and the podcast this year, and we've already transitioned it since, well, November, but even into this year, a lot of the changes, and we appreciate all the support with this show, that being the Game Sports Podcast, all the shows affiliated with us, but also the segments that we do. We put a lot of time and effort into them, and we love the interaction that you have. Uh, things are growing on TikTok, social media. And make sure you don't hesitate to that like, follow, and subscribe, and interact with us it goes a long way with us we we love the the crowd interaction the fan interaction whatever way you want to put it and we're very excited to continue to bring you content and just because in the pocket is done for this season doesn't mean that we won't have football news come to you there's the draft you know i'll have ej come on time time yeah i don't only speak football well yeah no there's that justin obviously everyone knows who knows justin speaks more so there's you'll see these faces uh all over the different parts what does justin cover not saying it. Uh, the 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 overall scope of the Game Sports Podcast has changed. So be shows routinely. Uh, just because in the pocket's taking a break, it does leave a little bit of a hole in terms of content. But we listen. Alex and I just talked for an hour last segment about hey, WWE and other sports. So there's I'll, always I'll, content we can touch on. And I can always be you know leaned upon for a little bit of hockey. Ooh. There it is. I'm, I'll ruin it. I've been and, trying to set it up all day. March Madness around the corner. We got baseball still. There's still WWE news going around. WrestleMania season. NHL. There's a lot of Cody NFL. Rhodes versus Roman Reigns is going to light this up. And the NFL is and still. And the Rock's definitely going to be involved for sure. There's draft. There's off season. There is so much content that the game will continue to bring you. And of course, interview shows. And we're going to be enhancing those shows as we go. So. In the pocket is going to be taking a little bit of a vacation until big news comes up, but in particular until next year. And EJ and Justin, I appreciate all that you've done with the show this year, and we're excited to bring yet another year once kickoff happens next. Be September, right? September. September. It'll be whenever I say it is because I'm the champion. Like seven seven months, pretty well. No, we're gonna we're gonna start talking about it as soon as the hard knock stuff comes out. So June, July. Draft excited about April. Draft. We'll be talking about it in two months. I was gonna say combines <laughs> in two weeks. Combines, free draft, free agency. There's a lot of news that we can touch on as shows come on. Well, we know so, there's gonna be a lot of changes in the Colts organization because they stink. Yikes. I thought we didn't stink that bad, to be uh, honest. I thought we stunk <laughs> less than previous years. Yeah, stinking. I know. I was just trying to tell a joke. Don't be a dick. But, Don't get uh, all hard on me, all right? What do you mean? Ma- Madden is now free to play on Xbox Game Pass, everybody, if you're uh Jones is in the offseason. <laughs> Uh, sure. Xbox Gamer Tag Big Rust Nine CLE. I'll play Madden. Why not? PS Five is better. This has been the no, game. It's free because you're a cheap fuck. Yeah, if you got <laughs> weird small hands to use the PlayStation controller. 
the Game Sports. That's, that's funny. The Game Sports podcast. Powered you can't by even say it seriously. 91N, 91 Network. If you're doing a podcast, want to join our community or be a part of the Game Sports podcast along with other podcasts on 91N, email 91NetworkSSM at gmail.com. Again, this is the season finale of In the Pocket, and we had a great season. Thank you again to EJ and Justin. Uh, of course, for taking the time on this season, but you're not you're going to see them on the other segments that we have here on the game and a lot more to come. Uh, and as I you probably noticed last week, we did take the week off. That's why we had a Super Bowl preview show prior. And because week, the we, files were corrupted. And we had one, and we have one episode just this week, but we got special editions coming up and a lot more content. If you listen to us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, but mainly TikTok, we appreciate those follows and. There'll be a contest announcement coming soon on TikTok and Instagram as well. A lot of big things coming on the game. So, again, this has been the finale of In the Pocket. Again, thank you to you, the listeners, but also DJ and Justin. Hope you both have a good night, boys. Thank you again, eh? I, uh, much love to you guys, and we'll be talking soon. Love you guys. Love this group. See you next season, and I'll see you later. Justin, as always, my friend, thank you. As uh, I'll, I'll be around. You know where to find me. All your... You'll be back playing with his Legos next week. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Actually, his Legos are sweet. And for the for the last time of this show, for me to talk and take a breath after we have over well over a couple hours of content for you, I'm here to remind you: keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drink your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah! Shoot.